0: This time, all right. Welcome to Crit Apocalypse, episode 127. I almost did this five minutes ago, but Ant has been pretending to press the record button and, and catching me off guard every time. I fell for each time because I'm nothing but a fool. Ant, how are you doing? Other than reveling in your in your mockery of me, how are you? What are you up to? Yeah, yeah. Ah, utterly sublime. That's the mood you want to be in at all times. It almost almost could be described as contempt.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Utter contempt for the human race. You? well... <laughs> <laughs> you've always you said contempt, didn't you? <laughs> no. Anyway, and we've got some news. No. We've got some special news for you. No. And no. Resident Evil Three, the remake, it's out in just two months and a bit. Are you excited? Are you can get it. Hmm. <sighs> I don't know. You got Resident Evil Two? What did you think of Resident Evil Two? We both reviewed it. I think we both reviewed it quite highly. Why is this so quiet?
1: Because you're quiet. Should I be closer? No,
0: no. Okay, I'll get a little bit closer. One sec. Ah! I mean, you could try talking
1: towards the microphone. I could
0: try talking towards the microphone. I'm going to direct my voice at the microphone from now on. And there was also some news about um, Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic is either mm-hmm. getting remade or there's going to be a sequel. Are you excited about that? It's not news. It's, it's, not, it's not news? I, it's news to me, so it's news. Alright, Dino Crisis is potentially getting remade. It's not news, it's still rumours. You're still,
1: you're still just saying. Well, if
0: we just say it's fucking news, no one's gonna call us up in this in like a few months' time when it's wrong. And if, in the like, so, okay, so if, if it's I'm not right, confirmed, if collided. it's not confirmed in like six months, I'll remake Dino Crisis. There you go. That's my... I have no coding skill whatsoever. I will learn to code and remake Dino Crisis if it is not announced Mm -hmm. in the next six months. Yeah. Yeah, this is a podcast promise. Unbreakable. Unless I somehow find out how to delete the episodes. I'll re-edit and re-upload it. will be like, it never happened. It'll be a really obvious cut halfway through a word that still confirms I said... What else is happening, Anne? What else is happening? Kobe Bryant died? Like literally an hour ago or two. That's sad. This morning. This morning. Well, it's morning for America. It's like late evening
1: for us. It's mid afternoon in America now. It was this morning the plane, the helicopter oh. crash, but they only oh. say it was Kobe Bryant. Oh, that's well.
0: Still sad, and I don't think that. Don't think that you're. <laughs> what did you think of Kobe Bryant? <laughs> He's a basketball player, wasn't he?
1: Is that all he was? Was he going to be in Space Jam 2 at one point?
0: About- he was going to be in Space Jam 2 at one point. Is
1: there anything else about Kobe Bryant?
0: He had a lot of charity foundations. <clears throat> he he did a lot of inner city work for kids. I mean, what, what more do you think he did? No, that's, that's fine. He did, did. Was he not part of the recent Oscar nominated short? There was one about basketball last that's year. Me. Yeah, I think that was him. Um, man of many talents and, and you know he was very rich he was a basketball player as talent and raping he raped a person he's a rapist what really yeah but everyone just sort of wait a second wait a second sights. this is this is a stunning revelation by my co-host thing I need to review wait no because you can't just say that and it like, if it's true
1: then we're going to edit this <laughs> no everyone's having their big old thing and you know sad and whatnot. his daughter died but as well, but like, rape. The guy was <laughs> a rapist. Oh, sexual assault case. Uh, two thousand three,
0: when news media reported that sheriff's office in Eagle, Colorado, arrest. Uh,
1: so yeah, because you don't know your basketball.
0: Oh, nineteen-year-old ho- hotel employee. Uh, DA evidence the accuser's story and. Oh. Yeah, people just forget. That's scary. Well, still, he died. He did a lot for other people. He was a rapist, but, um, apparently not the worst one. <laughs> like, I mean, Jesus. Alright, well, fuck. It's still sad him and his daughter died? Did his wife go as well? No. No? Okay. Well, we <laughs> really don't know how to feel about that. It's conflicted me.
1: It's Just- okay. It's hardly, it's hardly like when. That time when you were talking about how sad you were about Jimmy Savile dying. And yeah, well that was really, a real you know, blow, wasn't it? Yeah, or um, when Sav- Rolf Harris died. You were really Rolf sad Farris. about that. Is he dead? And when Gary Glitter died. Wait, is Rolf Harris dead? We can only hope. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, is he? Yeah. I don't I think
0: he's still wanting the world. to he? the animal
1: hospital and someone put him down. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, oh shit! There's this a rabbit with a syringe. Just jumped up, <laughs> fucking payback. It's,
0: it's not even an old rabbit either. It's a young one, which is the irony because that was his normal. He was normally Killers the predator. His great, flame. great,
1: great, great grandfather. Did he? Yeah, probably. Um, all right.
0: Um, you done? Well, that's. I'm. I'm fucking shocked now. Next, you're going to tell me that Jared Leto's somehow a predator?
1: No, I'm sure we'll be fine with him. <laughs> He's, He's not going to be a cult leader or anything like that. No,
0: yeah, he definitely didn't. Didn't. Have anal sex with a 13-year-old. Fucking Disney Club kids, man. (laughs) Was he a Disney Club kid? Yeah. Oh. Wait, well, no, Justin Timberlake's turned out, right? He brought sexy back. Yeah, he did. And And then Prince turned around and said, sexy never left. (laughs) Because Prince is just better than everyone. (laughs) Prince was just hogging it. Prince was just better than everyone. Mm. That's kind of the rule of thumb, isn't it? All right. Well, I guess that's put a downer on the news. Well, or an upper. Because I mean, he's dead. Oh, fucking!
1: <laughs> you shouldn't have laughed at that. You're meant to be the one who behaves himself. No, I mean, laughing. The other one laughing. <laughs> <You're> fucking! <laughs> wow! What
0: a roller coaster of emotions
1: the last few minutes have been for me. All right. Well, I guess that's your your quest to try and just <laughs> fill it up with any relevant news you can think oh, of. Lord i just fucking
0: I should prepare alright okay well uh, alright okay I'm back in the room I'm ready to go my first review it's yeah, me first on, This. Uh, what do we do we review stuff and things normally TVs and games and, and movies and music and stuff we don't normally eulogise rapists <laughs> but I mean this is the first yeah. time for everything <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> fucking hell this is going to be our most... Listen-
1: like America's Greatest Monster. <laughs> this is going to be like our most listened to episode. will be hated forever. Yeah. That was in 2003. It was like oh, yeah. 21. It was only 17 years ago. It was 21.
0: Yeah. So, arguably, he was a stronger, faster rapist than he was in his-
1: oh, well, I remember the um, <coughs> NBA All-Stars game in 2001. He was in it, and people said he was too young to be in it. He was like 19. Then... Is literally his first year, yeah.
0: Anyway, all right,
1: because some, some of us here know basketball a little bit. I mean, I
0: know the Chicago Bulls
1: on the NBA Jam tournament edition, yep,
0: yep, yeah. Anyway, all right, okay, so my oh, first sorry. review, my first review this week, speaking of, of rapists, uh, is Last Christmas, yeah, the film about um, Andy Daenerys, he
1: was a rapist, yeah,
0: <laughs> the um. The film... George Michael had that incident in the... Yeah, he he sexually assaulted a man. um Yeah,
1: in a toilet. Wait, oh, yeah, was him. it Andrew, Rich- Andrew wasn't in... No, no, no. Wham. The other guy. I can't remember his name. Boy George? Boy George was in Culture Club.
0: Yeah. yeah, I know he was in Culture Club, but he was also convicted of the same thing. No, I mean... Not the same incident. The other incident guy in Wham. No idea. Oh, I can't remember. No. Um, but anyway, so... Um, so, yeah, so uh, Last Christmas is the story of Daenerys, da- Daenerys Targaryen, worked in a Christmas shop. She is recovering from a mysterious illness and very po-faced, and she's sort of given up on life. you see, in a few flashbacks in the beginning that she, she... Oh, don't tell me this is her last Christmas, because she's dying. Shut up! Shut up, Ant! Let me explain the story. You Philistine, you don't understand the classic literature I'm explaining right now. It's a beautiful story. All right? Daenerys Targaryen had a bad heart... She had an operation and was given a new heart. Oh. Someone died. And she was given a new heart, and and life has just not been the same. She's fallen on hard times. She's mostly going through a cycle of drink and fucking and drinking and fucking and ruining all her friendships and and exhausting her chances at independence because she is leaning on everyone around her, but insisting that she's no longer sick. She's no longer she no longer needs this support. Um, she meets a lovely, handsome man who who whisks her away one day, and I say whisk because ha ha, he takes her to a kitchen. Oh, There's a preemptive pun there for you. Mm. Um, and it's a homeless kitchen, and he shows her that he volunteers and helps the homeless and all this sort of stuff. Which is a kitchen in the middle of nowhere. There's no house yeah, around. Yeah, exactly. It. Um, and she basically, from from her encounters with him, she she steadily falls in love with him until at the very end, shot gasp! It turns out it's a secret ghost movie. He's the person whose heart she has inside of her. I want to ruin this. I know. I want to ruin this because it reminds me so much of another secret ghost movie that I saw a few years ago. Ghost Ghost, dad. No, safe haven. Oh. So safe haven is the story of a woman. (laughs) Have you heard about this film? No, but I've seen Ghost Dad. You've seen Ghost Dad? That caught me off guard because he's neither a ghost nor a dad. He's a predator raping people (laughs) after drugging. Oh, Bill Cosby! He's such a fucking monster. It's a shame he died. Pardon? It's a shame he didn't die, you mean.
1: Oh, so still alive. (laughs)
0: He's still alive. Bill Cosby's still going. No. He hates Eddie Murphy now. (laughs) I think he's hated Eddie Murphy for quite some time because Eddie Murphy ripped the shit out of him.
1: Eddie Murphy's a good guy. He was the first one to warn you about the Landises. Was he? Yeah, go back to the early nineties, there's interviews with him where he's ripping into John Landis and how much of a piece of shit that guy is. <laughs> it's a great interview. It's he, like He also like, beat a woman. <laughs> and also
0: um, took Mel B to court because he said that her kid wasn't his kid and then confirmed that it was his kid. He's got like ten kids. He's got a lot of kids. He's trying
1: to trim it back a bit. He's more money.
0: You know, he's just got to spread the talent out there. He's even like he was in a weird turn of, turn of sorts, because Eddie Murphy's usually quite strongly opinionated. Um, he went back on his stuff from like the 80s and that. He was one of the only comedians to turn around and say it was a completely different time. And mm. I regret the shit I said. When you've got someone like, who was Kevin Hart? Kevin Hart goes, oh yeah, no, I, I still think of the way I, I felt in 2005 when I said all that horrible shit about gay people.
1: Yeah, cool. Funny cool. thing is the average person's taller than Kevin Hart, so they could beat the shit out of him <laughs> yeah, if they I mean, like, felt like He's it. a real muscly midget. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> um, but anyway, bad. Back though.
0: <laughs> this is the this is the episode where we just swing at everyone, just fuck it to the walls, basically. Uh, but yeah, so um, so anyway, so last Christmas, it um, yeah, it's not good. I mean, it's fine. It's it's like literally, it is to use a word we spoke about recently, a tapioca film. It's a semolina film. It's a safe choice. <clears throat> And thanks to all the music, because it's all George Michael music in there. Like, almost all the soundtrack is George Michael music. And there are some entertaining characters, but mostly people just fall into these stereotypical
1: roles. Does it have Club Tropicana on the
0: soundtrack? uh, Yeah, actually, I think it does. Um, Christmassy. But yeah, sorry, it's it's a secret ghost movie. And there's been a few of these popping up. And I was saying about... Safe Sense. No, Although maybe. Yeah, it's a secret ghost movie. So secret ghost movies usually rely on the protagonist being led somewhere by a secret ghost who isn't revealed until the end. But normally it has to be a film where that genre doesn't really fit no, it's just like if a... you
1: don't know the one character a ghost.
0: Yeah, like it doesn't. That's all it re- takes. So there's got to be no hints that it's a supernatural story in any way, shape, or form outside of that instance. That's just bad the
1: storytelling. You stuffed well, something. That's, sort our, of that's theme. why it's a
0: secret ghost movie. So Safe Haven is a very similar story where a woman's on the run from her abusive cop boyfriend. She hits him, thinking she killed him, so she drives off to go and start a new somewhere else. Turns out she didn't kill him. He's alive. She goes and moves to this new place where sexy Josh Dooham all lives. And he's like, I've got kids. I've got so much literal baggage because I have kids. And she's like, I want to see that dick. And he's like, "Ah, I've got to tell you, you want to see my dick? You have to see my kids' dicks. And she's like, I want to see that dick. (laughs) And then a ghost tells him. And by the way, the ghost is um, Kobe Smulders from Avengers. Um, the ghost is like yo you've got to see that dick and she's like yeah but those kids dicks I don't want to see those kids dicks and she's like yeah but you want to see his dick you've got to get with those kids dicks and she's like okay I'm going What's to get down with
1: today? what
0: nothing this is the story of the film
1: what last Christmas
0: no no safe haven
1: oh
0: and then it turns out Kobe Smolder is actually a ghost it's Josh Duhamel's ex-wife who died three years earlier she's the one who's been encouraging her to go and fuck Josh Duhamel. Secret ghost movie. And you know how they reveal it? The end of the film, she's moving in with Josh Duhamel after they've dated for a few years and she goes, oh, who's this picture of? And he goes, oh, that's my wife who passed away. And she goes, oh! and then out the window, you see Kobe Smulders waving and she just disappears into smoke. Secret ghost movie. It's terrible. Don't watch it. It's real bad.
1: It's really bad. It's that one with Mr. Joan Hart where she's got the nutcracker guy working in a cake shop. The Nutcracker probably is. I'm going to guess. Or it Sabrina is. does Christmas. He cracks nuts with his hands. Oh, really? And everyone just comes to see him do it.
0: Oh, I'm going to give loads the- of women like he's got strong hands. I'm going to give. Uh, I'm going to give Last Christmas and Amelia uh, Clark. You know, it's uh, it's fine. It's usually pretty good. It looks nice in places.
1: Amelia Clark. What yeah.
0: What's she in? Game of Thrones and Last Christmas. Oh. Yeah, and the film
1: I was just talking about. You said Daenerys. Do Targaryen, it. yeah, that's a Oh, shit, part. It's called a very nutty Christmas. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah, I saw it on TV at work. It was playing in the break room. Yep,
0: yep, that's absolutely why you've got it on DVD. Um
1: okay Barry Watson's Who's it. <laughs> Barry Watson? Um he's in Boogeyman and
0: teaching Miss Tingle. So Barry Watson's our new our new podcast
1: podcast uh Wait, can I have a look at Barry Watson? Conchita it? Ferrell, Ferrell was in oh, it, I remember yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, from Sabrina. From fucking Two and a half, half men. men. And Sabrina. She's in all sorts of stuff. She's in Sabrina. Is With she?
0: Melissa Joan Hart,
1: yeah. It was Melissa Joan Hart.
0: oh it Barry Watson. Who's Barry Watson?
1: Some guy. He's just What's with. he in? Um, He's in Seventh Heaven. Is Book that another Melissa Joan Hart thing? No, he's in Sorority Boys. Oh, I remember Sorority Boys. Offensive. And um, A Dog's Way Home. <laughs> Have you seen.
0: There's three of those dog films now with Dennis Quaid, isn't there? It's a trilogy. The ones oh where my Josh God. Gad. He's
1: in another Christmas film with Mr. Joan Hart called The Santa Con. Is that. It's in he, Heart of Dixie. What's Heart of Dixie? It was a film with um, Rachel Bilson, apparently. I remember that being around. It was a CW show, actually.
0: Oh, I was remembering Sweet Home Alabama mm-hmm. with Reese Witherspoon. This is in Wilfred as well. In
1: what? Wilfred. Which one was Wilfred? That show where um, the guy from Lord of the Rings has their um, imaginary dog friend. Yes, I remember watching every episode of
0: that, and it's actually quite good. Yeah, it's good. last series was crap, though. Mm. Because last series, it got weird, didn't it? Because everybody else saw the dog as a dog. It got weird. Well, no, everybody else saw the dog as a dog, and Elijah Wood saw the dog as a man. And then the last series, I think it just went kind of off-kilter. Like, it went
1: really off-kilter. Your review, Ant. Fuck you. Um... I played a bit of Star Wars Battlefront 2, the second Star Wars Battlefront 2. Didn't not you Not the original Star Wars Battlefront... No, I didn't review it. In fact, why would I have done that? Why would I have done that? I'm pretty sure you've reviewed Star Wars Battlefront 2. You can check. I did not. Yeah, because we called the podcast Battlefronting. No, we didn't. Star Wars... I wouldn't call it that. That's a stupid name. For a <laughs> it's fuck, a great name. It. It's a great name for a podcast. Um, <coughs> Star Wars Battlefront 2 yep. is like, you know, it's a game. Yep. That happened. I like the original... The original was a really good game. The original one, which was made like on the Xbox years One years ago now, isn't it? It's like yeah, it's yeah. Um, I mean, the Xbox One one, yeah. The, the one didn't have a single yeah, player. The one, yeah, had a single player. The the Star Wars Battlefront did not have a single player. Yeah, it did. We had a single player campaign. It just took you through a bunch of the levels and you had AI running around you. Are you talking about the PlayStation Two game Star yeah. Wars Battlefront? Yeah, it has a single player. Or are you mode?
0: talking about the 2015 EA game Star Wars Battlefront for the Xbox One?
1: Yeah, but the the original PS Two games had single player mode. Yeah, but the new ones don't. Well, the new one does. Battlefront the two does. Two does. Yeah. Yeah. Two's yeah, got a okay. new one where you play as um, what was her name? Can't remember her name. Morgana. Something I can't. Remember. But apparently she might be in the Mandalorian series, season two. Like <gasps> the actor might be coming back for it. I like because it's set at the same time. Um. So this one, like, this multiplayer is the same Battlefront. There's a mode in it that is straight up conquest from Battlefield, but it has this thing where. After you've won the flags and got your depleted the enemy's forces or whatever, mm-hmm. you go to their ship and you have to do a bunch of missions there to take their ship out. But if you fail to do that in the time limit, you go back to the planet and carry on again with the conquesty bit. Yeah, and it's the first one to destroy. It's kind of a bit like the Titans mode from Battlefront from um, Battlefield twenty one forty two, um, which but that was more like you could get on that Titan any time. This is like a, two separate stages in effect. Um, those fights can go on for ages, which is a bit tedious. I had one go on for like a good 45-50 minutes or something like that one time. It's a bit much. Mm-hmm. Usually the games are a lot quicker on Battlefront 2 than a Battlefield game, I find. But that sometimes that can drag. Um, but the multiplayer is it's, it's standard. The level in progression seems to have been completely rejigged at some point, which I guess is because of the removal of the loot boxes. So they took all the loot boxes out, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, which made it a bit crazy. Yeah. You can you earn money now and you can buy, like, costumes and taunts and stuff like that with the money that you earn in-game, which you can still... I think you can still buy the money, I'm pretty sure you can. But the um, costumes and stuff don't amount to much. There's some interesting stuff. There is um, all of Han Solo's dance moves from the Kinect Star Wars game are in his taunts. So if you wanted to, you could make him do the dance, the, um, you know, I'm Solo, Han Solo dance. Yeah. Um, which is a bit bizarre. Um, but really, the the single player is all right. I've kind of enjoyed it. It's a nice, like... there's have done storylines where you play as the villain, you know, as you play as an Empire trooper pilot-type characters before now. She's like a um, one of those infiltrator types, one of the commandos, the special ones with the black costumes and the red bits on them and all that. The Nazis? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of set at a nice interesting time that I think hasn't been explored much in Star Wars games. and Definitely not in the films, where you're seeing the fall of the Empire in Return of the Jedi from the Empire's perspective. Yeah. Because a lot of people, they always have this weird impression that when they defeat the Death Star in Empire Strikes Back, the Empire just stops. And it doesn't. They've, they've destroyed the base and they've killed the Emperor. But the Empire's still there over the whole galaxy. Do you think
0: eventually people just, like... You know, like... Think about the mining colonies on in Aliens. Like, imagine if you had a colony like that and they were just, like, going about their business and every, say, year they had, like, a, a like a supplies dropped off. And, like, one year they're just like, supplies
1: are a bit late. Mm-hmm. And they just never come. Just a bunch of people that die out because there's no, f- no way of building food and stuff. There's, um, <clears throat> with the Empire thing, it's like... It takes a story of them... She's, like, fully committed to the Empire and everything, but there's a little part of her that, like... <laughs> Isn't entirely indoctrinated. She's not mindlessly following. I don't want to ask this
0: in an offensive way, but the way that the the way that the new Star Wars films have laid it out, especially the Rise of Skywalker, which is a travesty, but it seems like only stormtroopers that are people of color seem to wake up out of the dream that the Empire is
1: subtext. Great. <laughs> White people just keep going along with mm. it like yeah, whatever. <laughs> then, they're happy with the status quo because they're the it ones Empire's in power. Of color isn't character? She's the Tino, isn't she? The actress. She's the one, yeah. But um That's an accent. No, no, no. Yeah, there's like you see like the Death Star blowing up from their perspective on Endor. Yeah. Because they're doing a mission in that big battle where, you know, Han Solo except Han Solo doesn't quite look like Han Solo because um friggin Harrison Ford's the only one who never signed his likeness away. Mm. Um but yeah you see the Death Star blow up and everyone's a bit shaken. She's like, no, carry on with the mission and stuff like that. But shortly afterwards they get sent to a place where she's familiar with and has grown up on and they just start bombarding the place with lasers and shit and that sort of like is this thing where it hammers home to her that they're destroying planets people live on like and all what this sort of stuff What did they think they were doing before though? Before it's just like oh we're getting rid of rebel scum like we're getting rid of evil rebels who are like because they're all indoctrinated aren't they? Yeah So it's from their perspective the whole time in the Empire they're doing the good thing and they're getting rid of these troublemakers and all this sort of stuff and you have to wipe them out because they'll just come back up because they're like vermin and stuff like that. Yeah. But when she gets to a planet she's familiar with and she knows they're not like that, they're people she knows, she's like, <laughs> um, What was that? What no. was that? Was that racism? She's just shocked.
0: Oh, right. I you were trying to do like a Native American no. style
1: voice. But um, yeah, Jesus. her father's like one of the commanders and stuff, and it's like it's a nice. It's an interesting right, so it's story. Nepotism. Out. The story. The gameplay like though. A Mary Sue. The gameplay though, it like integrates some of the stuff from the multiplayer with like weapons and skills and stuff. But it's very just straightforward third or first person combat. Cause you can change if you want first person. You can switch it. Yeah. Um, you have a little droid. You can do some things. You can shock people. You've what got stealthy it? stuff going on.
0: Why is it people complain when it's a woman that can do everything, but when it's a man, they just accept it? I don't know. What's
1: that got to do with anything? I'm I mean, just asking you a question. Insert your opinions. Am I? Yeah.
0: Is that what I'm doing?
1: know people like this one. Probably because she wears a mask half the time. Oh, WWE. so they can
0: imagine it's them.
1: Yeah. But um, no, there's like a lot of stealthy stuff going on <laughs> in the single player as well, which isn't in the multiplayer, so it's really weird to make that a core part of the single player.
0: So it's like sneaking and stuff. Yeah. Well, I it's- guess it's, easy. it's easier to just make it so that people follow yeah. a predetermined path and then you just sort of have like almost near scripted elements
1: but it's like it's a it's completely different in terms of what the gameplay represents you still get the, like the dog fighting and stuff like that you get flying around doing missions on spaceships and stuff and there's one where you land in the spaceship do a little bit inside it and jump back out and fly back out around the place but yeah. um yeah it kind of seems like they wanted to make a first person style or shooter but they had to make battlefield as well so then the multiplayer becomes this massive part of it. So this single player is not particularly super long or anything. No, I've
0: heard it's only like five hours.
1: But um, it's interesting enough, and it's nice, and it's you know, looks good. No, mm. They're good looking games.
0: Well, they've put a lot into them. The engine's yeah. pretty great, isn't it? It's yeah. Frostbite Five or whatever it is now.
1: Yes, yeah, so I know. I play. I worked on the first Frostbite engine. Yeah, back in the day. they don't do the destruction anymore. That was the whole. No, point. No, they
0: it. they don't do anything interesting yeah. though, do they? Really?
1: But um, yeah, I quite like the stuff. Though. The vehicles are fun to control. There's... Some bits in multiplayer where you can get a nice like ATST you know on smaller ones. Oh yeah, yeah. The ones that like one person. Yeah. Thing they're quite fun to fanny around on and shoot stuff with.
0: I had a go um, on it when you were playing it, and no. I killed a lot of people. Mm. I'm pretty good at those shooting, shooting, m- m- m-
1: Um, I have found whenever I get a hero, I get slaughtered in seconds. But everyone else yeah. seems to be great at it.
0: I fucking hate <laughs> being a hero in those games.
1: Yeah, I don't get you. Don't get much chance to practice with them because there's no practice mode. So when you get the hero the first few times, you get slaughtered straight away. And you haven't really got a chance to learn how they control because they're different to all the other characters. Whereas like Battlefront 2, the old one, you could like you had a bit more freedom to set up your own games and play your own thing. But there's no like there's no like like offline setup mode. So you can, you know, set up your own chanats and, you know, levels and practice. Which I think that sort of game could kinda do with when you've got all these hero characters. It'd be like if in Smash Bros you played as the Mies all the time and then every now and again it let you play as Mario and you got slaughtered. Just like randomly you'd spawn in as like one of the better characters. And you're like, I don't know, these controls, what's his moves? Uh but yeah. It's it's alright, Battlefront 2. It's better than the first one. I couldn't get on with the first one of these new ones. It's kind of a bit lame. Like right? mm. Um, I wish they'd like sort out the vehicle thing and make it a bit more integral to the combat in the game and make let it, more people have the vehicles. Yeah. Because it always feels like this extra thing. The system where you can use heroes and stuff, and the system where you can unlock certain vehicles and stuff, is like you get points and you exchange the points to spawn as a vehicle or whatnot. But you never see much of it going on. It's always like this separate thing, like someone's just got a bit of a power-up. And I miss the original games where it was like, you would have like people flying around doing stuff that's helping with the main level. But yeah, it's decent stuff. It's, it's alright. It's on EA Access. Get that,
0: yeah. And EA Access is still only 20 quid a year, so
1: and you just see 3.99 for a month. You could play for <laughs> it in that time,
0: yeah. But I mean, I think the multiplayer is good enough that people can keep playing it,
1: yeah. And there's enough people
0: still playing it, yeah.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. had no troubles getting the game, yeah. So farts, they just updated it with some stuff for the Rise of Skywalker, but eh. yeah, Not and worth the stuff,
0: it. I mean, it was a lot of shit, though, wasn't it?
1: They haven't added friggin' um. Kylo red undercover or anything like are all that.
0: The, <laughs> are all the DLC
1: characters now available in that? I think so, yeah, but you still have to unlock them and everything. Uh, but they got got, um, yeah, there's Finn and stuff, there's other costumes for loads of them, General Grievous and all that. Yeah. If you want to if you wanna have them. If, if, if you want to. Some characters wanna, don't have any wanna. alternates, which is a bit weird. Like, there's Darth Vader, but I don't think there's an Anakin, I don't think. Hmm. Or there's, like, Darth Vader's separate character to Anakin, I think it was, but... Like there's no alternate stuff for Darth Vader. You can't yeah. get unmasked Darth Vader or pink Darth Vader. No. Um,
0: <laughs> or white Darth Vader, Darth Vader when he went. Good. Light
1: side Darth Vader. Yeah, when he himself. went good. Yeah, when he went good. Yeah, but
0: he still needed all the breathing equipment, so he was still scary as fuck. He That's was just white
1: thing. Do you remember the comics? That's some dumb fan thing. Well, no, it essence. was
0: like Star Wars Legends. So it was a Star Wars Legends thing where he survived at the end of the end of the third one and then joined the resistance. But after they up- burned
1: him on the. No, no, no,
0: no, no. Sorry, sixth one. Um, at yeah, the they end
1: burned of- him on a pyre.
0: Yeah, no, no, he survived and didn't get burnt on a pyre. Papaya.
1: Well, then it's not. um, that's fan fiction nonsense.
0: Well, it was Legends, so it was canon in the Star Wars universe. It was on the extended stuff.
1: It can't be canon, because they burned his body.
0: Legends were like alternative reality things, but it was like, if there was a slight change, this is how it would happen. And one of them was, they were like, well, I saved Dad, and he comes out, he's still wearing the white, he's just wearing the Darth Vader costume. Scary as fuck, still. Just all white. Like, Hi there, son. I guess I'm still a genocidal maniac, but now I'm a genocidal maniac for light. Fucking stupid series. Star Wars is fucking stupid sometimes. I think Star Wars in its, no, it's design... Really serious. I think Star Wars in its design is stupid. Because even in the 70s, you wouldn't have anyone that could entirely be one thing or the other thing. Everybody has shades of a different... You know it was
1: old Luke Skywalker's thing. Well,
0: yeah, that was Luke Skywalker's thing, and then he's still like, I'm a Jedi! I'm not going to fuck like anyone! People don't to accept
1: it when he's not like super big superhero light-side Jedi in the new film.
0: Yeah. It's like, in I'm the good guy. It's
1: like, he fails all the time. That's his whole thing. He's not very good at controlling his connection to the Force. He's, no. It's like his whole thing. He almost kills the Emperor in cold
0: blood. Do you have like, to be either super evil or super good to connect to the Force? Or can you just be Normal and anyone. not be a fucking nut job. It
1: could be anyone, but well, if you're no, a Skywalker, you can't be, be anyone
0: now. You can't be anyone now. You can only be Palpatine or Skywalker, according to the Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, Here go after off, the Last you, Jedi, I set you up
1: with an idea. They could have had a force so army. Good. You could have had Ray traveling around finding force-sensitive people to train with her. Ah, oh, like
0: could have Finn just like trying to move a cup with his more mind. More people like her. She's another. looking
1: for orphans. Opens oh, yeah. and they all we all you know? opens now. yeah <laughs>
0: They hold their lightsabers up and it's the black dude from Miami Connection he just comes out and goes, "I found my father."
1: That's how Luke Skywalker originally found out Darth Vader. He
0: comes up, the like, he's like, "I found my father."
1: Darth Vader like, like, hand him a letter in the original cut he opens <laughs> it and he goes,
0: "It's my dad. <laughs> it's, it's a letter from my dad." <laughs> Jim, I thought we all orphaned and then he killed Darth Vader, but we're all open And then he it's killed now. Darth Vader, and then, and then, and then, and then what was his name? James L. Jones turns up with some flour in his hair and a giant pair of bifocals, and goes, oh, "Hi there, hi there, son. I love you,
1: mm. Daddy." Right, well, you still review? getting used to
0: this, son. Please don't call me Daddy. You're going to review. Yeah, I review thing. I yeah, review yeah, thing. Your
1: last thing. <coughs>
0: Can you not? Sorry. So I played Roomba, First Blood on uh, Roomba. Roomba, First Blood on on Switch.
1: How'd you mess it up? It's like clearly a parody of Rambo. I, well, that's
0: what I thought the First Blood was. Let me <sighs> say, let me just double check. Yeah, Roomba, First Blood. Told you. <laughs> so Roomba, First Blood is uh, like a it it's <sighs> it's a stealth them up, trap them up, it's puzzler.
1: Just, Just like around both films.
0: It's it's a bit like, um, do you remember Lucius? Uh, yeah.
1: The little psychic evil kid and you had to set shit up to, to kill people. You could reference a better game than that that does that. Hitman? Deception, the, killed, the Kildelka games. Like, You ever Hit played Man? Deception? Hitman? No, okay, sorry. Hit- yep. What is Deception? It's those games where you have to set up a house with traps and stuff like Home Alone, but you're trapping demons and shit. Night Trap. Night, yeah, I got yeah, you. Trap, yeah, like yeah. Night
0: Trap. Yeah, okay, cool. So in Roomba, you play a Roomba that has well, or for licensing purposes a an AI powered robot. Um and you have burglars trying to enter into the house.
1: Oh, so it's like home alone. Yeah,
0: it's like home alone. You could have made a reference to Home Alone. It's a bit like Home Alone, but it's more like Night Trap and Hitman and Lucius. Lucius. Um Lucius.
1: A- <laughs> Luscious um, It's it's, uh, it's a fun no- from Batman, Luscious Fox yeah. mm. Played by Morgan Freeman mm, Batman, I've made you some armour mm. Morgan Freeman who Married his adopted granddaughter
0: Jesus fucking Christ <laughs> <laughs> Can I not like anyone? No uh, If I I was going to say Robin Williams then But didn't he beat woman?
1: No, I don't think so Yeah, I'm pretty sure he did. He was coked out his brain for half his life. Yeah, I think that's why he did it.
0: review your... your Yeah, let's let's stop speaking ill of the dead, because I don't want this to be the haunted episode. Your Roomba game. So, Roomba First Blood is pretty fun. It's a very fun, very simple game. Um, You have various traps, and you sort of set them off as people go underneath like fan blades or through windows and things, and that just kills them off, and your objective is to stop them burgling stuff and then clean up the evidence afterwards. It's really simple, it's a really fun concept. Um, and it doesn't cost en- it costs barely anything I think it's £3 on the eShop 3.74 or whatever it's in the Humble Trove and it's in the Humble Trove so if you've got the Humble monthly then you can get it in there and it's you know it's it's a really fun game but it's not there isn't much there hmm. it's um, I mean I think I've I think I cleared all of the main like puzzle levels in space of 20 minutes half an hour hmm. and then after that they've got like special special um, special levels where it's well, like it's
1: only a little indie little... game I think it's made by yeah. like very handful of guys
0: yeah. um and it's and it's like I think if they take that concept and they expand on it, there are clear ways that they can do that. There are loads of different places you could set something like this and and you could you could also do things like you could have it be like a, one of those AI lawnmowers and stuff for a future game. But all in all, for just a simple like it's proof of concept,
1: you got to clear up.
0: But for like a simple concept, it's really fun. It's really good. But I just there's not a lot there, and I think that even though it's only like free seventy five, or it's free in the humble Bun- monthly bundle, um, I I still think that there's not enough there to justify that cost. This would do really well as like one of those ninety nine p indies on the eShop. but because it's Don't tell priced... Them how
1: much they should charge for their games.
0: No 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 I, and absolutely that's that's a hundred percent true that's that's one of those things is that they have paid they've obviously set it so that they can maximize their potential earnings from it um and they they're almost definitely going to produce a sequel to this because the engine doesn't need to change very much it's just designing new levels and then changing up the way it works I mean yeah, they it's might... very easy to make games no no. It's not easy to make games, but once you've got an engine, you've got a basis for how everything operates in the world. If you were to just tweak the levels and change, change the mapping stuff, and change the mapping and stuff, then you can create a new game. You can, you can do, it. and it's easier to start from this point. like on. when they turn
1: the Bruce Willis game Apocalypse into Tony Hawk's Pro Skateboarding, really? Yeah, same game the same engine? engine. Yeah, <laughs> the original version of Tony Hawk's Pro Skateboarding when they're in development used Darth Bruce Willis as a Jesus. character, just as like the. Original oh Yeah. Spider-Man's the same game engine. Yeah, I know Spider-Man is.
0: Yeah. That's no, insane what you can do with that. Well, Frostbite does FIFA and everything, doesn't
1: it? Yeah, now it does. EA insists everyone uses Frostbite. Yeah, the entire they studio. It.
0: they bought the um, thing.
1: Mm. Um, that's caused a lot of issues. Well, they bought they? it anyway. They had DICE, but they just insisted they had their own internal engine. Which is dumb because they also brought Criterion, who had RenderWare, and that just died. Oh, yeah, and Crytek. And RenderWare was like, no, no, Cry- Crytek is Crytek. Crysis is Crytek. Criterion had Renderware, and that was like the leading uh, yeah. game engine Sorry, for yeah. years. And it was like crazy how good that was, but nah. Yeah. Don't want to use that.
0: Um, but yeah, but um, so yeah, Rumba, um, alongside of this, I bought um, Biolab. That's a separate review. Biolab for like 99p. I think it's like normally 99p, and it's like a Mega Man ripoff thing, but it's really fun. That's that's probably a good place to spend. If you got five to spend on eShop, buy them both. If you've only got like four pounds, then get either. But they're both good. That's my eShop review.
1: Um review in the eShop. My, my, <laughs> yeah, Your
0: current current bargains to be had. Orange menus. <laughs> it's white background. Uh, you make an
1: hour-long objective review video on the eShop. Search for front-
0: I believe that the eShop says something about society as a whole. And how
1: white is... That's conjecture and opinion. It's not ah, objective. Ah, yeah,
0: because I said I think. Mm. The problem is, I didn't use facts to prove what I was saying. Yeah, because... I, I just... I don't give a shit. The eShop's a pretty bad menu anyway, isn't it? Let's face it.
1: it kind of yeah, but the jumped. good thing with the eShop is there's no, like... F- there's no curation. It just goes... Everything gets to be shown. Yeah. There's no, like we're going to push all these games to the top because they're all 99p and loads of people bought them because they found them cheap and now yeah. they're the only games you're going to see on the new releases. That's true. Like Steam turned into. It was just mm. like endless hentai games getting to the top because there's still too many perverts on Steam. I mean,
0: there's too many perverts in the world, isn't there? Uh, but yeah, both games are really good. They're both indie highlights A bunch of month. Ian
1: Watkins, that's what they are. Ian Watkins can't
0: get the internet <laughs> where he is.
1: What, the guy from Steps? <laughs>
0: I was going to say no, Ian Watkins from from from. from I was going to say <laughs> Stereopholics. <laughs> Ian Watkins from uh, God, what was the name of the band? Lost Profits. Lost Profits. That was it. Ian Watkins from Lost Profits. He's he's not getting internet in Jared Leto's basement. He's in prison. Yeah, that is prison. Oh. you have to watch Morbius every day. <laughs> Did you watch the Morbius trailer for might Morbius? Be really good. Do you watch I the trailer? Know.
1: Did you watch the trailer for Morbius? No. You haven't! It looks like another film from 1998, it so it does. might be extremely my shit.
0: I showed you I showed you the ending of Blade, where they reveal that Morbius was meant to
1: be mm. in the sequel. My favourite thing about the Sony's spot movies, it seems to be that they don't know how to make a movie for now, unless Marvel guide them. Yeah. They keep making films from 1998, and it's like... And it's, DC.
0: <laughs> the thing that really annoys me is that they're clearly going to have him look just like Jared Leto through the whole film, and then when he gets angry, he'll become... Like you Morby's don't want to make him angry. You wouldn't
1: like him when he's angry.
0: They're just making a bunch of hulks, aren't they?
1: What if Mashar Ali turns up at the end of it? <laughs>
0: Some motherfucker's always
1: trying to ski up here. Ice skate uphill. <laughs> that's such a stupid line. What? That's a good line. It's very hard to ice skate uphill. Have you tried it?
0: It's so fucking
1: stupid. I
0: mean, you could literally say run. We have for
1: two hours and that's the best we got.
0: CGI his eyes was open like he was sleeping standing up he just up again. wouldn't say anything CGI his eyes open he was sleeping standing up again no. I like the story about the third blade where they had to hire Hell's Angels to compete with, with Wesley Snipes' entourage because they were taking over the, the fucking taking over the, the stage Wesley Snipes refused to come out of his trailer, so they just shot a load of it with his stunt double and that's had his back
1: to the camera. <laughs> why Ryan Reynolds was the main character of that film.
0: Yeah. Well, apparently part of the reason that Wesley Snipes was so unhappy with it was because Ryan Reynolds was constantly making jokes, even though that's what he was hired to do. Hmm. Oh, Wesley Snipes. you got a comeback, though. Yeah. He's really good in What We Do in the Expendables Shadows. Expendables 3. What We Do in the Shadows. Did you watch that episode?
1: No, we haven't got time to watch everything Oh my
0: god, you've got to watch what we do in the show It's got Dave Batista in it, you love wrestling And Matt Berry, you love Matt Berry He's not Gary Lino
1: Graham
0: <laughs> I don't fucking care what his name is He's a cunt He's a turf. He's a fucking transphobe hmm. Oh, that LGB alliance had a go at me the other day. <laughs> Apparently Apparently my completely Oh, do war. they not have the
1: T? No So they TERFs. Yeah, so they no.
0: they're LGB alliance, they're against trans people. So so here's the new here's the new here's the new what they're against. If they are <laughs> this this fucking baffles the mind. What about gay trans folk? Like? I don't fucking know. I
1: don't know. They just hate everyone. They would have to stand at the door if it's slightly open. <laughs> so here's
0: my here's my favourite thing. So if um if you're a lesbian and you are attracted to women and you end up being attracted to a trans person... And then have sex with that person. But they don't immediately say to you, Oh, I'm sorry, we're kissing, I'm trans. That's a trap. Which used to be a thing in straight porn. Used to be, do you remember trap porn? It's a really transphobic term. Why are you. But no, but this is where it's all coming from. This is where that stupid mentality is coming from. They've gone from being a group that accepted everyone and they were like, We're unified because we're all, we're all non. Just ignore them but they're just cunts, man I hate LGB Alliance I hate Gary Gary Linner <laughs> whoever his name is <laughs> the, the guy who created Father Ted and we didn't see it as a warning you
1: tweet at him I don't know because he tweets back all the fucking time tweet at him ask him I think he's blocked me at this point ask him how you beat Beaver Bother <laughs> on Donkey Kong 64 I don't want to talk to him and it's a stupid he'll, joke he'll, he'll love it he'll find it hilarious he finds it hilarious
0: when when someone says, you realise that people know it's you on net pretending to be women bad-mouthing trans people. And he's like, oh no, I never did that, I never did that. Oh, it's weird that all the IPs linked to the same one that you tweet from, you fucking lying cunt. Such a fucking idiot. Can you imagine, like... Can you imagine being in a situation where you think, oh, my little girl can't go in that toilet because a trans person's just gone in that toilet and they're using those same toilets as my little girl's using. But then having your son go into a toilet by himself and being like... I'm so glad my son's getting his dick out next to those two blokes in that toilet. And not being like... Maybe my opinions of the way the world works are sexist. Maybe mm. I'm just a fucking idiot and maybe Matt's right when he says everyone should just have toilets and there shouldn't be fucking... You should just have cubicles, you shouldn't have urinals. Because it doesn't make any fucking sense to have...
1: Like, I just want to have one of those benches in the toilet so I have a nice sit-down every now and again. Oh, yeah, you had... they got the girls getting they get toilets. girls yeah.
0: <laughs> no, I just find it... I find it utterly perplexing. I get
1: vending machines in there. I find
0: it utterly perplexing that there are... There are a group that consists mostly of le- lesbian women, apparently, according to their according to their, their documents, who are sexist against women because there's only women that can be victims for trans people. At the same time, they are specifically scared of trans
1: people. Just ignore them. It's fucking madness. Just ignore them. Oh, why can't why can't they just leave trans
0: people alone? Just ignore them.
1: All right. Okay. All right. well, in your review? Right, okay. You said, oh, I'll going to be quick tonight. And you're fucking 45 minutes in. Yeah, but
0: we're four of yous down. <sighs> no, we're not. Well, this is your fourth, so... Yeah, exactly.
1: Not even halfway through. Well,
0: this is halfway. <sighs> we're at the halfway point.
1: It's hump day, buddy. Right. Oh, okay. God, I almost vomited a little bit, then. Shadow of the Tomb Ra- Tom Raider. Oh, yeah, you're still playing it? Um, We've got about halfway through it so far. What did I'm you a ton of it. What did you think of the opening 15 minutes in which you commit genocide? <laughs> That's more like an hour. <laughs> Is it? <laughs> yeah. No, it's, um, I'm wondering if the game's going to have, like, her questioning the shit she does in those games. Because they are pushing her in the story as being a lot more selfish than usual. Like, she's just desperately chasing the thing. But I've got a feeling that's going to be one of those things where it's like, oh, Lara, you were right to be so obsessive and ignoring everyone and killing people all over the place.
0: <laughs> it's not even killing people all over the place. like... It's the first time I've played a Tomb Raider game and I'm like, oh god, I hope they de-escalate this.
1: Well, the thing at the start with the flood, you like it does constantly question if she caused it or not. Yeah. Like it's it's one of those things where it's like, oh she pulls the thing and it says it's gonna cause a flood. But people spoke about tremors before it happens. Yeah. And stuff. So there's like there's hints that there was something coming regardless. But then it's like, oh she pulls the dagger and it causes a flood. But there's um, stuff in it where it's just some of the contrivances. Um, I'm liking it. It's like, I, I like that they've scaled back some of the stuff. There's less, like, you, you just go and buy guns and stuff now. There's shops yeah. where you can just go and buy stuff. Less The crafting stuff's still there, but it's not as forefront-y as it was before, especially in the first one. But it made more sense in the first one because there's a lot more survival stuff going on because you're stranded on an island and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's um, there's stuff in it There's like, there's one bit. You're going into this big old tomb... And there's like dead bodies all over the place. Oh, the one with
0: the weird (coughs) bungee stick, like fucking monster, like nets over the top and stuff. No, there's
1: all just like bodies piled up everywhere and it smells and just to crawl through and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's Um,
0: like, it's literally just made out of like twisted bamboo, like little cages. Yeah.
1: But there's um, two sequences where you have to make this oil blood get poured out, go Mm -hmm. through these gullies, you have to turn the gullies the right way so that it goes through, set fire to it so it burns these. ...big old wooden things that are covering the exit. Yeah. Except one of the main puzzle elements in the game... ...is just firing your fire arrows at wooden things... ...so why not just fire a fire arrow at the wooden things... ...instead of doing this convoluted puzzle... ...that's like... ...if it was a valid way to solve the puzzle... ...that would have been great... Mm. ...but there's literally no reason... ...it's not like they're over a gap... ...and it's going to cause something to come down... ...once you've done the oil thing... ...it's like... ...they're literally just blocking the path... ...why can't you just shoot them with fire arrows... Not the most well-thought-out puzzle. No. Um, but, um, you know, I'm liking that there's a lot more focus on tombs in this one. There's a lot more... You are literally probably spending about 10-15 minutes outside of the tombs, and then you get into the next one. It's not like the last ones, where there's a lot of going into building, going around diking outside environments and all this sort of stuff, and spending ages doing all these ever bits here and there, dealing with Russian guards or whatever in the second mm. one was a massive thing it is very focused on, we've done this tomb, we're going to the next puzzle thing that's going to happen, like you get out of one big tomb thing and then you find out you go around and you find another entrance that leads you to another part, so you go back in through another part and you know, it does seem to keep the momentum up, because that's one thing, that like the first game has like, more, like four mini tomb things that you do in yeah. the first one he may as well not been a Tomb Raider. They even have her ironically saying one bit. God, I hate tombs. Just like that guy who said the titular line in Star Wars, where he's all like, when Han Solo's teaching Chewie how to fly the Millennium Falcon, yeah, and he walks in and goes, "Man, I'm so tired of all these Star Wars." <laughs> um, the second one was a bit better for that. The second one had like tomb environments and stuff. There was the open world. There was a couple of there was like ten tombs I think that were just like little things you could do. The Baba Yaga plot line was a really good DLC. That was the first one, no, second one. Baba Yaga things in the second one. Is it? Yeah. Oh God, I remember that being in the first one. Yeah, the big old chicken leg walker thing and you have yeah. to ride it. Um, but yeah, this one, this one, I'm liking the more focus on the tombs and the plots and everything. And you go into little villages and moving on to the next area and all this sort of stuff. Um, it feels more like a journey in one area. And mm. it's quite good. You you, you feel like you've constantly got some full momentum. Every now and again, it loops back around to a place you were in earlier and then goes off a different way. It keeps coming back to that fucking village. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, I like the
0: fact that your knife goes from just being a jagged bit of metal to the sharpest knife in the world. Yeah,
1: it's a good knife. In the space of, you like, made a good knife. two upgrades. It a pe- propeller. It's fine. She's really good She's really good at arts and crafts. Yeah. But um, the other ones always feel a lot like you're constantly just in the same area. And there was one snowy area in the second game where you just constantly keep coming back to it through a lot of the game, and it gets tedious. That was and... the Russian bit, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it was just... And
0: that was also... Oddly enough, that was also the setting for the zombie thing, wasn't it, that they heard. That wasn't but, um, very
1: interesting. But no, it's it's a it's a better game, I think, than the last ones. But story wise, I'm not <laughs> digging the story too much. Graphically it's better. Mechanically it's better. I'm just
0: I hate the fact that it start. it seems to feel the need to go, well let's prove ourselves as an action series. And I was like,
1: no, I that was already done in the first game. Mm. Well the first game, the problem I have with the first game is that the story ends about three hours in. Yeah, Lara climbs a tower and sends a radio signal and that's her overcoming the thing that she's there to overcome personally yeah. and then she just shoots people. It was, the problem of the first, <clears throat> the problem of the first
0: one was it had like a strong opening but then everybody complained because there was the guy who was like abusive.
1: There's all sorts of stuff. In there. Like he was a
0: weird pirate wasn't he and he just like immediately just was like
1: ah, oh, girl, hmm. Yeah. Um, which, you know,
0: like, the problem is that when
1: you've got a villainous character in a game and you're only introducing them for 15 minutes, how much time do you spend building a backstory? Hmm. Um, this new one, I'm going to keep playing through it and finish it off. Um, it's another PC game that won't run in HDR unless you set Windows up into the HDR mode first which I can't be asking. to games do. Games Pass. Why don't you just play it on the Xbox One X? Because I've got, got it on PC. i got it in a code for Humble Bundle, so play yeah, it on PC. it's on the Xbox One and X And I'll play the superior-looking PC version. Hey, but you're just saying that you have to reset up every time to do I HDR, can't, I where can't the be Xbox other. One X is... I just leave it and don't bother. Well, fine, fine. I'm just saying the Xbox One <laughs> X has I'm HDR. I'm not going to download way. it on the Xbox One X okay. just to get HDR. I'm just
0: saying. I'm just saying there's a solution to this problem.
1: Well, they just need to make their PC games actually use the HDR. Assassin's Creed did it. Another game I played did I it. you said that you you were complaining about hentai games earlier but you are playing Ass Ass in Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Ass Ass Creed. What was the other one I played that did, did it all right? Is that the third remember. Rocky was sequel? It another, another game that did it. It was fine. Fine. Game, it? No, shut up. Shut your fucking penis. <laughs> your penis. Um, but yeah. You're Europe. a penis. <laughs> um, Shadow of the Tom Brady though, it's fine. I. Yeah, it's I'm, fine.
0: Like I said, I just wish the story de-escalated a little bit.
1: Yeah, I'll keep seeing how it goes. I need to finish it, but I, I like some of the tombs. There's a big old t- thing where there's a, like a one of the tombs. It's like the challenge of the eagle or something. It's called. Oh yeah, the first there's one. A whole bunch of. It's not the first one. It's like three f- about four hours into the game. Is it? Yeah, it's like a whole bunch of like rotating. Yeah, platforms things, and things. Yeah. You have to climb around and all this sort of stuff. Yeah, it's a really nice tomb. Um, yeah, that was really that was a proper classic Tomb Raider puzzle. I don't mind when Tomb Raider goes to like civilian areas and stuff because. Mm the Opera House level in Tomb Raider 2 is one of the greatest ones, the greatest levels ever in those whole series. The The whole Vienna and everything. Um, But they kind of... The things these new games have lost is the globetrotting. There's no Mm. globetrotting anymore. I miss the globetrotting. And the sense of being, like, in a single place. Like, you are in just, like, an Amazon rainforest, but it's a whole bunch of separate areas, whereas like you just walk through and end up going to and things like that but I miss the one big giant tomb and your goal is to solve this one big giant tomb and it's a series of events in one big giant tomb Mm. which I miss that's what the old games had there's a
0: lot of invisible walls in the new one they look beautiful Mm. but there's a lot of like invisible walls where I was playing
1: the other day and um friggin mate was here going oh wow you can't believe you almost made that jump he's like you you only barely made that jump and I'm like the jumps are pre-programmed in these games man like it doesn't matter how long or short it is, if the game wants you to make the jump, it will make you make the jump. Yeah, That's the thing that bothers me with modern platformy games like this. Uncharted does it as well, where it, there's no set rule of how far you can jump or anything like that. It's like, if it wants you to just grab the ledge, it will make you bet- only just grab the ledge when you do the jump. The first Tomb Raider game had a supernatural thing at the end, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, it had and then the, the second queen one, thing going on. The second one did have
0: supernatural as well. The guy was immortal, wasn't he?
1: There was a whole bunch of weird drug shit that was making people hallucinate in that one. And there was that guy had the immortal. immortal. And then he's a big old immortal knife thing, and you just sneak around behind him and stab him three times, and then it's game over. Yeah, and then the other... It doesn't seem to pick up any plot threads from that one. Mm. Because that one ended with, um, you know, Lara's stepmother getting assassinated? She's, like, out in the middle of nowhere, and then she gets shot. That was like a post-credit scene, didn't and it? she
0: turned out to be one of the members of Trinity or whatever. Yeah, you find that you. out
1: halfway through it. Yeah, but that doesn't seem to pick up anything from there. No, because she had plans. Um, but no, it's fine. It's decent. I'll tell you what that Lara
0: Croft Tomb Raider movie they released not long ago with Vikanda Alicia Vikanda, It's all right. It's, it's all right. Yeah, yeah, pretty good.
1: I thought it was okay.
0: Had um, not to
1: keen on her being a frigging poverty tourists at the start. Who? At the start she's all like I've got no money and all these bills and he's paid woman you're a fucking millionaire just Oh yeah because she won't sign the fucking thing Yeah I know she doesn't want the estate and that's a character trait and everything but woman just sign it pay your bills go off and do your travel or whatever Yeah Like and there's no hint that she's like good at solving stuff It just happens
0: but it's well, quite... they talk about her education and stuff, don't they? Yeah, like, she's educated. But, I mean, like, if you're educated, it doesn't mean that you have problem-solving experience. No, Nobody's mind works the same way. Even if you are educated, you're educated to solve a problem in a certain way,
1: to creatively solve the a problem. The new games do put the focus on her being someone who, even from a young age, had no sense of danger whatsoever.
0: Yeah, yeah. Right. They like she's almost like a psychopath. whole sequence where isn't
1: she? Yeah, it's a whole sequence where you play as child. In her the house and you have to do the puzzle with the light yeah. and I mean stuff. I used to climb on the outside of my house and get into trouble, but my house also wasn't like, you know, five stories tall and like full of glass and sharp pits. <laughs> I used to put mattresses well when my friend was moving we put mattresses out in front of his house and then we were jumping out the window onto them.
0: And you died. I didn't die. Yeah, sorry. I hurt myself uh, a few times. Um that was being a kid. Like, you hate yourself a lot when you're a kid. It does seem a little bit like people are, um I don't know if it's just like with the times, but people seem to be less stocky, less built for, like, falling over. It's and all that soy and stuff. But I pre I live on mostly soy, and I'm fine. Is yes. it because I, I grew up in the good old days? So I grew up in the yeah.
1: good old days. Life was easier. Kiss we today. Didn't, didn't have the internet, did we? Youngster's yeah. today. He's didn't have twi- the internet. see Uh, these 20-something-year-olds walking around and they've got no butt whatsoever. I don't know how they don't fall down the toilet. I mean, mean in my day, we didn't spend every second on the internet. I mean, I do
0: now because I'm 50, but when I was younger, (laughs) didn't spend every minute on the internet. Life was better back then. Um, Yeah.
1: Review your fourth thing. Third thing. Um, Okay. (laughs)
0: I'm going to review... I'm going to review a movie. Get on with it. Not a lot of people are going to be interested in this movie, Ant. No. And because uh, it's 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 not the most interesting movie,
1: <laughs> but I really liked it. Mean, you already it. viewed last Christmas, so I really liked
0: it. So there's a new movie called Dark Waters, starring Mark, the Incredible Hulk.
1: <laughs> the <new laughs> sequel to Dark Water? Yeah. No,
0: yeah. no. So uh, Mark Ruffalo plays a lawyer for like a a big um, corporate corporate agency, and he's recently made partner and um, his his nan gives his information to a local farmer who's having some trouble with chemicals in the water, causing his cows to get, like, tumours and stuff like that. It's not a tumour. It's, it's not a tumour. Uh, and become incredibly ill. And, and so he goes over there to go and... Uh, well, so they sort of turn up at his office one day and drop off a load of videos and say, look, they've been dumping chemicals here and we are having issues with... With lots of the cows having tumours and then black teeth and all sort of horrible shits happening, it's a bit like a bit like Aaron Brockovich, Basically, there is a company that are dropping off chemicals that they say are harmless that aren't harmless in the water, and um, this guy goes to Mark Ruffalo and he says, "My land is sick and infected and, and all this other shit," and and Mark Ruffalo is hesitant to take the, taste because, uh, take the case because the company that are that are dropping the chemicals off in the area are actually a company that his firm have previously done litigation for
1: he said firm <laughs> um,
0: they've previously done litigation for so there's a conflict of interest there so tim robbins who is the head of the firm
1: oh tim robbins let's tim robbins see him about tim robbins is that? he's uh, like 60 almost
0: he is tim robbins yeah. says look here take a small group and go oh no sorry it's just it's great you and
1: how the duck
0: <laughs> it's just you you go out there have a look, and if there's a case, start small case, and then we'll see where it goes. Then yeah. he goes, All right, fuck it, fine, I'll go. And he goes and he starts, he watches the tapes first, and he goes and visits the farm, and he finds out who the company is that's dumping chemicals. And from there, the whole thing just escalates. It turns out the town has a high rate of people with, with cancer and other things. There aren't just cows dying, there are other animals in the area dying. Um, and the chemical that the agency are dumping Badges. in the area. Yes, I'm bad. The chemical that the agency what are dumping is? in the area is a carbon string, which so they show you in the. I don't know if this is correct in terms
1: of chemistry. Wait, but it turns everyone into carbon fiber monsters. No, no Teflon,
0: uh. but close. Teflon is is basically it turns out that the, the uh, rocks, I think it's rocks or or, or Foxen or whatever. They are um, they're one of the biggest manufacturers in America of Teflon. They use it in pans. They use it in trousers. Everyone Teflon still exists today. Yeah, In everyone the form, Teflon. Yeah. Um, it turns out the Teflon, the way that it works is it's a carbon string. So carbon strings, when you add multiple carbons, carbon mm. atoms together, essentially what happens is that they don't break, which is why Teflon's so durable. They just don't
1: break. Apart from the time my granddad had a Teflon pan and he thought the pan was dirty because it was black and he scraped all the Teflon off it with a wire wall brush and my nan was not happy. They'd just brought him. <laughs> So anyway, You're brand new.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Must have taken some arm, arm strength. Did like like was massive, determined. He was he arm. was
1: formerly like in the navy and oh, shit. Okay, so he yeah. you know, so was, you really it was it a done. healthy
0: old man. Yeah, um, but yeah. So so um, dead as dicks now. Yeah, well, most old people are. Yeah, um, the carbon string. Not enough of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because they vote Tory. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, so you um, he basically he goes to a chemist in the film and, and he says quite bluntly, he says, "What would happen if someone was to consume this?" And he goes, "No one should consume this." And then in the film, the scene ends there. Like he ends the phone call because you know, it's a film. Like in films, they always do that shit. And then later in the film, Mark Ruffalo goes back and he goes, he comes back to the same chemist guy and, and it's like two in the morning and he says, he just says, what would happen? And I, and, and don't tell me you shouldn't drink it. What would happen if someone drank these carbon atoms and the guy just lists off he's like, he's like oh your teeth would probably go black because pigmentation changes it alters when the carbon strings get inside there you also get tumours all over your body and like basically he's just writing down all this stuff and it's like oh, it just matches everything that's happened to these cows and some
1: of the people Well, there might be a link
0: yeah so um, and I, I really it can't be that it's
1: the gays <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's, it's the homosexual um, and I fucking love it in films when they do that I hate it in films where for dramatic purposes they turn around and they say don't do that and then that's the end of it and you're like in your head you're like well if you're saying don't do that but someone's done it you've then you've
1: seen that on with the scientist goes, I was going to tell you earlier but you just hung up all of a sudden no no
0: no like as in the scientist hangs up when they're talking because the uh. scientist is like he, he says oh, I'm really busy I've got five minutes the guys have given me time to come mm. and do this so let's just get this over done what are the questions what's and that's where you find out about the carbon strings and how it works. Mm. It just creates an unbreakable bond between these these atoms. And the whole, like, it sounds like really... Like love. Yeah. It sounds really fucking boring because it's it's a courtroom movie. There's a lot going on. There's, well, there's not much going on. It's a very slow pace. And there are, like, tense scenes where, like, Mark is waiting to go and put his key in the car because he's worried about... It. And he's got this, like, shaking thing in his hand and, like... He's thinking he's being poisoned by the he's company. he's always angry. No, no, yeah. It's kind of green sometimes. No, but there is a hint that he believes he's being poisoned by the company. Mm. And you sort of get the idea that either he's mentally unwell, and this is driving him further down that path, or he's actually being
1: poisoned. Or he's a hypochondriac, which is just...
0: No, What see, the thing is that he grew up in the area where this is happening. He was a kid when this was happening. Mm. And he's had this weird shaking thing for a long time. It's like an anxiety thing. But it starts getting worse so it gets Sometimes
1: someone made a movie about formidahide. Yeah.
0: Well that's kind of they do yeah. step on that because they um they explain sorry I spat on the bird. They what ex- the fuck? Sorry. So they explain that um in the early testing for Teflon the people that were working in the factories would often be breathing this stuff in because they thought it was safe because the carb- they thought the carbon atoms would just pass through.
1: And we got them for the tits.
0: No, basically what it did was it caused, it caused, of the 27 employees that they had working, well, it might be more than that, maybe 50. Of the 50 employees that were working online, 27 had kids in the space of two years since working in Teflon, and all those kids were born with, like, a collapsed navel cavity and then an eye, a sunken eye that basically was offset. And it was the same in each one is because the way that the carbons were getting into their bloodstream, they were preventing. Wait, is this a
1: prequel to The Goonies? Maybe. The Um, Sloth.
0: (laughs) Maybe. At the end, Mark Ruffalo, I think one of the people that was actually affected by it plays a character in the film. Mark Ruffalo sees him and it's like he, Hmm. he sees him with the, with the, and it's like, and you hear someone call him. I think it's like his wife or his mum or something. And she calls him in the background. It's the same name as one of the case, case files he reads earlier. Hmm. Anyway, I fucking love courtroom dramas. I love all this shit. I love litigation. I love, like, lawyer films. I love My Cousin Vinny. I love The the Rainmaker. Like, all of this Phoenix shit. Phoenix Wright, it Ace up.
1: Attorney. Pun. Phoenix Wright, Ace Attorney. I like Phoenix Wright, Wright amazing. Ace Attorney a lot. I like uh, Harvey Birdman. <laughs> oh, Harvey Birdman, Attorney at Law. <laughs> <laughs> love it. Um, I've got the PSP game.
0: Have you? Is that any good? It's just Ace it's Attorney, isn't Phoenix, it? straight up Phoenix Wright. Yeah. Just, yeah. Um, I think I've played it. Um... But yeah, I, I really find this interesting. If you find this interesting as well, then it's a good film. But I think there's a such a niche, a niche market for these sorts of films. I fucking love the ending. They're
1: award winning films, aren't they? The well, ones this this real is film watchers watch.
0: I I think this is this is the kind of thing that um, potentially has Oscar buzz. It's for your dad. But I don't think it's got any awards behind it. Not your dad, personally. Oh yeah. yeah, I don't think it's got any awards behind it. I don't think mm. it's it's done well. I think that Mark Ruffalo has a great performance, and and Tim Robbins, what he does is really good. But for the most part, there's not like a central performance that's fantastic. Um, the guy who plays the the guy who plays the farmer who tells him about it is a famous actor, but I can't fucking remember what he's been in. But he always plays like southern guys, like guys from from like the deep south of America. And he's Johnny like, Knoxville. No, um, but one of the one of the great things about it is the ending. Like the ending, they they um, the the actual true story. So the guy in the end um, had the EPA recognize or the FDA recognize that this chemical was causing all these illnesses. So they did the biggest the biggest blood test for for cases of people being affected by diseases caused by these carbon strings and these chemicals being dumped. Bill Pullman. Oh, no, I forgot Bill Pullman was in it. Victor Garber's in it. Is Victor Garber the guy? I think it's Victor Garber. No, Victor no. Victor Garber's in Legends of Tomorrow. Oh, yeah, so he is, yeah. No, it wasn't him. Keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going. It's an old dude, really old dude. Um, you'll recognise him when you see him because he's been in so much shit. Ooh, uh,
1: there's Jeffrey Grover. I just a real bad. Barry fight. G. Burnson. Uh, keep going. Keep. See Keep going. I, just, I can't keep going forever. Um, he's, he's he's not entertaining for the people watching at home. Yeah,
0: no, it's really not. We can always cut this out, or you can cut it out.
1: I'm not going to listen this far into it. <laughs> anyway, um, no. No, no, it's not any of them, is it? None of the actors. Who knows? I'll find it. I'll find
0: it when you're reviewing stuff. Um, but yeah, like um, it turns out, at the end they had the because it was like six thousand people, six thousand eight hundred people were all affected. Hmm. So they stretched out. So the company stretched out the testing done by a private firm to try and make it so that it would take so long that the the firm that were doing the legal litigation, the the firm Mark Ruffalo was part of and Tim Robbins, they would they would eventually. Just run out of cash because it was already costing millions. So they would just run mm. out of cash; they'd be fucked. They wouldn't be able to continue, and that's kind of how they. It's almost it's um, it's one of those things that, that um law firms do in America yeah. to try and just drive smaller firms out. Yeah. And it it they they six years it took six years to do all the testing they needed to, and then after six years, the company that were being sued said, "Okay, fine, we'll let the court ca- the cases go through, but we're not gonna let a class action go through." you have to try every one of these 6,800 cases. And Mark Ruffalo just, his character in real life just turned around and went, yeah, fuck it, fine. I'll do it. And they're like, what? He goes, I'll do it. And mm-hmm. so they booked, it would take take years, longer than any one person could live to actually do all the cases. Yeah. And he turned up every day in the pre-trials, the evidence showing, everything else. On the first case which took, I think, 10 months to actually go to court in front of a judge. Mm. The first case, they settled against the evidence for 1.5 million. The second case after that was 3.9. And the case after that was 15.7 million. In three cases, the first three cases, he stood as a lawyer against those people. That's how much was released to the victims. And then by the end of it, the company, after those three cases, the company went, fuck, no, we will release 593.7 million to the victims of this case. (laughs) <laughs> 593 minutes like it's the biggest well it's one of the biggest settlements ever to go ahead and it's one of the only cases where I think that something that started out as a singular case as demanded by the by the people defending um, a single case has gone to a class action by their request I think it's one of the only times that's ever happened and those first three people they were you know can you imagine but they by that like point get
1: poisoned by some Teflon <laughs>
0: By that point, after, after six years, the farmer who originally brought up the incident had had cancer. He had died. Mm. His wife had cancer. They had it so bad that they, they were like, it's the kind of cancer you can't cut out of you. And that's like just a fucking line and a half. Mm. And it's just, it's, it's one of those films. I don't know if it's really a cinema film. I don't know if people really want to just sit there and watch this slow burn <laughs> thriller. But I did because I was just, anytime a film like this comes out, I want to see it. I love courtroom films. Mm. And it's just fucking, I loved it. But it's not a perfect film. There are better films. Like I said, The Rainmaker is is one of my all-time favourite courthouse movies. My Cousin Vinny, although it's a comedy, is whip-crack smart and just fucking great. It's a really funny film, but at the same time, it kind of gets it. Like the way that you can present stuff in court and things like that. It's kind of funny how well they do. Mm. Um, and yeah, I just, I just really fascinated by the stuff and I really liked it. It's not a Tom Atkins because it's not perfect, but it is, it's up there. I would say that Special it's, effects it's Laura Dern. It's Laura Dern. It's just did so close to, mm. so close to being like a classic film. And I will watch it again. I don't say this often about what I would call prestige picks, like the Revenant and stuff. Like that. I could never watch the Revenant again because I really enjoyed it the first time, but it's harrowing and it's hard to watch. With this, I kind of, I like the idea of going back and watching it again, maybe watching it with someone else, like seeing if I can get someone to watch it along with me. But yeah, and seeing what their reaction is, because I, I think law films are always a bit hit and miss with people. But yeah, your review,
1: Nah. Uh, so, when's Mark Ruffalo going to play the Gruffalo?
0: <laughs> Probably one day.
1: Remember when Gan- James Gandolfini played a monster? Yeah, in where in where the oh, world films are, are. which good. isn't a
0: bad film. It's a really good film.
1: It's all right. It's Spike Jones, isn't It's a Jones, really good it? film. You just don't understand. It's Spike Jones, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Just not it's no, no. It's an alright film. I think that
0: film. I think that they they really loved the idea of using the costumes, but at the same time they didn't implement the CGI on the faces very well. So there's like a weird disconnect. It's like an uncanny valley. That's
1: thing. the important thing. The... Well, no,
0: it's like an uncanny valley thing. So when the kids are, like crying and getting sad, they don't always emote properly. It's a bit like watching the new Lion
1: King film. You lose some of... Why did you watch that? It's in the Fucking like, idiot. Yeah. yeah. Fucking numpty. But yeah. Jesus. You got the 4K Blu-ray, didn't you?
0: Oh, yeah. No, I didn't. No, <laughs> fuck no. I did buy Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and Spider-Man into the... No, Spider-Man Far From Home on uh, 4K on um, Apple TV. Yeah. No. Um, I do like... like I was saying to this to you the other day. The Apple TV is actually surprisingly good at Playing back 4K content, it does look really nice. You do see the difference between watching something like on fucking Netflix compared to watching something that you purchase through iTunes. Netflix is very compressy. It is super compressy. Mm. Um, But there's also... That's the reason that um, on the Apple TV you can't download 4K films Mm. because they they are massive files through that. Suck
1: it up. I can let you download them. It's like 40 gig. Yeah, whatever. Fuck it. No. Anyway... um, Cheedy enough cheedy I mean, in it. Playing with your phone again. Yeah, I'm trying to find the name of that actor. Anyway, I've been playing Dragon Ball Z Kaka Kaka carrot, kaka 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 kaka, kaka, kaka 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 Um you don't play as Goku much in this. No. <laughs> Dragon Ball Z Kaka. It's yes, people have been surprised by this. Really? Because um, 'cause they're you know, they're all these Dragon Ball Z fans. And the main complaint I keep seeing is, well, wow, you hardly play as Goku in this film. Goku has like five proper fights over the course of that entire show. Not many. Mm. And then the series was about Gohan becoming the hero. And then the last, like, part, like halfway through the last saga, Toriyama was like, oh shit, maybe Goku should be the main character again. Um, but yeah, it's basically they've done a big old action RPG based on the Dragon Ball Z storyline. It's the about 110 billionth time you've been able to play through the Dragon Ball Z storyline, which is making me think... It really is. It's making me think that Akira Toriyama is so averse to letting other people write Dragon Ball Z stories, because he's been vocal about how bad he thinks some other ones are, that I don't think he lets the studios make their own stories up unless they stick within that universe. Because the only one that's actually told a different story is Xenoverse Games, isn't it? But they're still entirely reliant on time-travelling to events from the Dragon Ball Z it. saga. Fighters has like a weird little story, but it's still set within the context of that. Thing. It's just,
0: it's like with Fighters Z, you don't really have a story. It's Fighters. Fighters. You have like, it's just progression. It's free on free. So it's almost like imagine.
1: Yeah, but it's not got a proper storyline. No, it has no, no. storyline. That's what I mean. You just like, you go. there's no story then. Yeah,
0: that's what I mean. Sorry, that's what I was saying.
1: But Xenoverse has the story where it just stays within the saga because you try and travel, you know, the characters time travel and, you know, messing with the saga's events and stuff like that. So it still sticks within what's already been established yeah. instead of just doing their own story like oh at this point Goku went off and had a fight with these guys they could do that but they never do but it's fine um, it's been getting weirdly bad reviews and I think people I think reviewers have forgotten what mid-range games are like it's not a big flashy triple A game like Activision I think, uh, like a Assassin's Creed or Watch Dogs or something like I think people have got used to these games being fucking having ridiculous amounts of content and being just like endless like, did you you go through the saga and say like you want a chapter in the saga and there'll be like one or two side missions you can do and that's it. And then there'll be like a couple, you can go find characters dotted around. They might say a few lines. You can find some objects and items. You can like catch animals. So you've got the meat and cook meals and stuff. Because Goku, you know, he loves to eat. So mm. you can make meals and that's how you boost up your stats. Um, there's a lot going on with the stat management. It's like there's layers and layers of things that you can mess around with. Um, there's like, there's a skill tree, there's like this whole thing where you have these different group boards based around like the fighters, training, gods, and all this sort of thing. And you put the characters on it as you meet them. You get like little icons for them, put them on there. You can level up those characters and boost what effects those boards give to your characters, which is across all the characters. So it increases stuff like how much you get from health and how much your attacks are worth and all this sort of stuff. And that's on top of the stat boost in stat tree. And that's on top of like items you eat. Like, if you cook food and you eat it, it'll, say, boost your health by 75 and give you one extra power, strength, or whatever. But it also gives you a temporary boost as well. Mm. There's a lot going on with stats and stuff. At the end of the day, it all just comes down to having more hit points than the opponent and pounding the crap out of them. Um, It's like a fighting game in there, isn't it? (laughs) No, no, it's it's an RPG. It's, you know, it's an action RPG. But the combat is basic. You have one punch button and you hold shoulder buttons down to activate your you know, your key blasts or whatever, like the LB button, you hold that down, you can activate your Gallic Gun or your, you know, Kamehamehas and whatnot. And as you progress, you'll unlock new moves and you have to swap out the old ones you don't want anymore for the new ones and decide what you want. And there's transformations as well, but you won't really get transformations until towards the end of the super, say um Namek Saga, because that's when it starts kicking in in the show, really. You have the Ko ken thing fairly early on, but Ka- and that's only with Goku, and you hardly play as Goku, so it doesn't really count much. Um, But it's like it's quite a nice retelling of the show. There's the weird stuff that I've seen with reviews, though, where people have complained about it not like shortening stuff down, like not covering every element of those story arcs and stuff. And I'm like, there's only so much you can put in there. There's like 300 and somewhat episodes of Dragon Ball Z. Like it's it's a bit much to try and cover in depth. You're gonna just hit the main points and like funnel through it, and it's fine. The presentation's great. The cutscenes are really well done. Like. I've had some bugs here and there. There was a, um, a sound effect that went crazy after the fight with Vegeta when he turns into a mm. Um, which is a big ape, for those who don't know. It's a wolf um, ape. Yeah, when he when that happened, there was like a crashing sound effect like oh, that yeah, just kept, kept going over it, and over and over it? again. But it was weird because it was location-specific. It wasn't like something that just got trapped in the sound files or something and carried on playing, like... Because there's a point during that where you play as Gohan and you have to fly over to where Goku is. And as you get closer, you can hear it and it starts getting louder as you get closer to it. And then it comes back in that point. So it was like it was actually specific. And that suggests that the entire map you're on is loaded at once and it doesn't like segment stuff off and doesn't unload the actual stuff going on. It remembered that there was a crashing object there that was making a noise, even though I flew to it from the other side of the map. Mm. which is quite crazy um, and there was also a bit where um, Krillin was talking and he said a line twice two different ways and both times it was subtitled so so not only did they have him like these two different takes of the same line one off the other they actually made effort to time the subtitles to it and no one went cut that line out because it's funny he it says Bullman you go back inside until it's safe Bullman you go back inside until it's safe he's like what yeah huh? But, um, yeah, I'm enjoying it. It's just got to the point where it's let me play as Vegeta a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Ginyu Force is about to turn up. It's fun. It's quite nice just flying around the draggable world. There's like orbs you can collect and they give you... They let you power up your skill tree and everything. A bit like Crackdown. Yeah, but it's not like... There's no finite limit. They're just there. Oh, right. Okay. It's not like you have to collect a certain amount of orbs. I think some people think you are supposed to because that's another thing I've seen reviews say. Oh. They're just, oh. It's just endless orb collecting. It's like, no, they're literally... The whole purpose of the orbs, if you look at them, they basically guide you towards locations. Mm. So you'll be flying, you'll see one. If you follow the orb around, it'll probably lead you to like Goku's house, or you know, you'll fly and follow some other orbs, and it'll lead you to a village. Yeah, and you'll find like some characters from the original Dragon Ball there. Loads of little references to the original Dragon Ball, like so. You see, every now and again, you'll like meet a fighter that was in the world tournament from the original series and stuff like that. And it's interesting that they've gone to that care. Like the people who make it clearly love Dragon Ball Z and the whole universe. Yeah, because like the little details, like you can be wandering around, you can see that big old orange dragon T Rex thing from the intro sequence walking around. Oh yeah. yeah, and you can just blast the shit out of it with key blast, oh, really? it, kill it, and then you can kill it. Yeah, it eats meat, <laughs> just like, murder the fucker. Oh, um, you know, yeah. like go did in the show. You got your yeah. revenge on it and stuff. You got chased by it, um, but yeah, it's 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 fun stuff. I'm I'm liking it. I'm liking playing as different characters. They're all. There, Yamcha's there. He hangs out. Yamcha! Dies. Tien! Obviously he dies, his body's just like on the floor until you let the story progress a bit Who's further. That? Yamcha. Yamcha. Oh. he dies during the Raditz Saiyan saga bit. Yeah. And he's just like, you know, that classic in the crater line. It mm. <clears throat> just stood on his body, I did. Just went over to it, stood on it. Tien's dead over the other side, his arm gets cut off. Tien! Then, like Vegeta comes on and slaps his arm off. Mm. Was it Nappa? I can't remember. No, it's Nappa. Because um, Vegeta doesn't really
0: do anything. Yeah, until, until he kills Yeah, until a napper gets taken down. Then Vegeta's like... Oh, "I guess Just throws gonna... him into the air. Yeah, I guess I'm going to have to do something. Yeah.
1: Um, Mr. Bopo's in it. They don't hide Mr. Bopo. Oh, Still no. letting him be around. Jesus. <laughs> but I guess he's part of the show. Yeah. So, you know... Might want to put one of those Tom and Jerry warnings up. Yeah, yeah. This was a different time. Yeah. 1992. And also the <laughs> Japanese were super xenophobic. Yeah, super racist. Um... But yeah, there's some good stuff. they apparently they're patching it so they'll be after you finish it, you'll be able to use time travel to go back to finish subquests. Because oh. subquests have a time limit. Oh. Like you're like one of them I missed was literally like it starts in chapter three and you have to finish it before the end of chapter three. Yeah. Which is like twenty minutes. Yeah. So I didn't even know it was there. Oh. Um but it tells you when subquests are around. So you can bring up the story thing and it'll show you subquests that are available at the time. Okay. Um, and if you go to the world map, you'll see him, But that quest was before you really see the world map or you even know about that stuff. There is a few things that it doesn't communicate too well, like that.
0: When it comes to some quests, do you have to go and get them from people. They just
1: you go find them, and then it will start the little subplot that's going on. And okay, you know, they're simple little subquests. A lot of the time, they're you know just stuff like, oh, can you find these items for me so I can make a meal? Can you kill that
0: dinosaur's going to it eat its meat. Yeah, mm.
1: stuff like that. all simple stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, you might be extra fights like with Piccolo bumps into Tien and Chiaotzu and you have a little sparring contest with them. Um, beat the shit out of them for a bit. God, love But yeah, um, I've liked it. As I, say, I think the reviews are weird. I think they're expecting something different. I think they're expecting a fighting game. I've seen people moaning that you don't get to control enough of the characters in it and it's like, it focuses on the characters who have fights in the show. Yeah. And, you know, like Krillin's a side character. I think Krillin's the only one that I think should be a main character in it. Yeah. Um, you know, rather than a side character, because he's like, a, he's like joins your party. Sometimes you have a party of characters. It is all just idea.
0: story, though, isn't it? There's yeah.
1: no multiplayer or anything. No, no, it's was it's just, just an RPG. Straight up RPG. This will
0: be out on the Switch before the end of the year.
1: Mm, I don't know. It might be on Switch. I mean it could, uh, they could do on Switch. It'll be cut down on yeah. graphically and everything. They just reduce down the areas
0: instead, you just have like a. Well, just do like they, they like can't Sony reduce style.
1: down the areas because it's a big old world map.
0: Yeah, so I mean, just do it like Persona. Just do it. Boop, boop just travel to each of the areas we well, do
1: like? each area loads up separately all oh, right but right. They're, they're fairly big each one Like they would take a while to walk across
0: just do a bit loading times
1: but yeah they're just it just does make a difference as long as you can load the data for the map into the mm. thing data isn't much it's the drawing all the detail in the draw distance and the structures and everything like switch would have to probably pull the draw distance back lower the texture resolution and load simplify the cell shading yeah um Looks good on Xbox, one's in four K on Pro. Yeah. Yeah, they went to that effort, which is good. Cool. Apparently the P on the Xbox One XR. Apparently on the Pro it doesn't hit it, but it's fine. Yeah. But um yeah, I like it. when the cutscenes, like when the proper like you get cutscenes where it's in-game graphics, it can be a bit simple and stuff, and it'll be like eh, Chelsea, eh, yeah, like that. They're fine, they look nice, but when it does the cinematic cutscenes where they've actually playing pre-rendered videos, those animations are like fantastic. They do a really good job. Like putting especially all the anime style effects. Are they done
0: by the original animators, or are they just in? in no, they're, they're
1: using three D graphics. It's using oh. the game engine graphics, but they've chucked in effects that they probably wouldn't pull off in huh. That's gameplay. Cool, like people getting blasted with the blast, and they their faces go all crazy and all this sort of stuff. Yeah. and you get the lines shooting all over the place. That's um, cool. But uh, yeah, I'm liking it. Um,
0: Favorite yeah. saga from Dragon Ball
1: Z? Uh, I mean, freezer saga, really, isn't it?
0: I like the Freezer Saga. I, I'm a sucker for the Boo Saga. Boo saga's was weird. People didn't like it too much, but Garlic I
1: Garlic Jr. Saga.
0: I really like the Cell <laughs> Saga. I, I basically just love Dragon Ball Z. I think that's my. That's I need
1: one. to get to the part in the game where it makes you learn to drive, because that's in there. Is it? Yeah. The, <laughs> that was um, around the Android Saga from Yeah, right It though. was, yeah. Because that was one of the filler episodes, the famous filler episodes. Yeah. But yeah, they have one where you and Pickle have to go learn to drive. <laughs> but they have changed that. They just have you driving around and stuff, and there's like characters saying things it doesn't have the whole thing where Piccolo's got that really meek um driving instructor and then she goes crazy the moment she's behind the wheel um Piccolo's terrified of her that's not in there but um yeah it's, it's nice that that's in there they got um, you can play as a great Saiyan man later in the game and oh that's cool has him playing baseball yeah um,
0: you can probably play as Trunks eventually
1: right yeah future Trunks turns up but um you only play for him for a little bit because he's only really in Dragon Ball Z short for a little while isn't he um you know, he's on that little bit at the end where the cell, android cell turns up to tell him about the um, androids that are coming, and then it like flashes forward to when the androids actually turn up, and that's when he's around, isn't it? But Is he's not here for android long.
0: Saga?
1: Yeah, android saga. It's before the android saga he turns up. Because he kills the, the cyborg Freezer, doesn't he? And then he warns them that in three years there's going to be a bunch of androids. Yeah, he slices up. Freezer in half. He slices him into tiny little pieces. Yeah. Yeah. But, um,. I'll I'll play through the whole thing and finish it. I got when distracted by something else. Boo saga. Literally, it's the whole Dragon Ball Z. Oh, okay. Apparently though it doesn't have the little bit that comes after the Boo Saga with uh is it Oob? Is that yeah. the name of the kid? Yeah. Um apparently that's not there. It literally ends with Boo getting destroyed and then it just so it doesn't even does not an epilogue story and that's it. Oh, so it doesn't even show
0: the Boo like survives kinda basically. Yeah. yeah. And it was like it was like a weird good. spell. Yeah. Well Bubbity caused him to go nuts, didn't she, yeah. or whatever.
1: It was a lot of that stuff. I mean, I they should do a Dragon Ball GT game just to fuck the haters. I think it would be fun. I mean, yeah, you could do a good game from the Dragon Ball GT side. So so I don't think Super would make a good one. People have been saying they want a game based on Super now, or DLC based on Super. But Super is a whole lot of... A whole bunch of characters going to a place and then having a tournament or a whole bunch of characters going to a place and having a big organised fight.
0: Yeah, there's not like a ton of like worldwide...
1: There's not much adventure and travelling no. and all this. There's no like
0: global villain anymore.
1: yeah. And all the guys Beer the is fucking around because the yeah. guy's a weirdo. Because he's bored. Yeah.
0: And he's a cat man.
1: Yeah. And
0: he's got a chef. And he's got his buddy. His buddy who has one of the fusion Whist. earrings. Yeah. Yeah. Is it a fusion earring or is he just wearing an earring? wearing
1: earrings, I think. Yeah. Oh. I've seen I've seen some of the boot of that stuff. The whole. When they have the tournament, they've got the guy you can go, you know, from the other dimension. Yeah, yeah. That whole tournament. It's,
0: yeah, it's, I really liked yeah. I liked the idea that they had gotten so powerful they'd drawn the attention of the gods and they were going to be fending off other, like, dimensional beings. Mm. And I thought that was really interesting, but then they just came through and they were, like, all
1: humanoids. And I was yeah. just like, no, nah, you kind of missed a chance like the there. the big old robot with the lava in him. Yeah. That was entertaining. But yeah, I don't know. I think it's all right. I think they probably shouldn't have called it Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. They should just call it Dragon Ball Z Saga or something.
0: Well, I don't know why it's called Kakarot where you don't just play as Kakarot.
1: Yeah, well, it's not just that you don't just play as Kakarot. It's that Kakarot doesn't do much in Dragon Ball Z. His no. main thing he does in Dragon Ball Z is die and get resurrected again, and then he'll scream for a bit and Gohan will save the day. But yeah, it's all right. Anyway, your last review, you cock. Okay, I feel bad
0: about my Kobe Brown comments earlier. I've grown to... You're going to for
1: review 40. Kobe Bryant's NBA courtside no, on
0: N64. <laughs> no, I'm not, because I, I, I don't remember that game. No. I don't. I didn't have many sports games back on the N64. I had... I bought Shadow of the Empire off my friend. That was pretty great.
1: But review something, though. Stop wasting I time. I had Rogue... Rogue it's Squadron. already an hour and a half.
0: And Rogue Squadron 2.
1: I've got wrestling to watch in 45 minutes, so... Get on with it.
0: So what you're saying is we've got 45 I'm missing
1: minutes. the friggin' pre-show.
0: <sighs> Fine! So I'm going to review an indie film. I'm going to review a small film. I'm going to review a tiny film, man. Avengers Endgame. I'm going to review a tiny film, man. I'm going to review Necrotronic,
1: which... You reviewed that last time. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. No, I didn't. You definitely did. No, I didn't. Yeah, you did, because it's the one about the guys. They have the whole thing with the ghosts or some shit. There's, like, some guys in it. I can't oh, remember.
0: God, I did. Oh, no. All right, one second. One second. I'm re... I'm re... I'm I'm just... I'm just quickly... Just quickly... Re... Combobulating. So you just don't
1: know what you've done. I mean,
0: I don't, do I? I'm real bad at this. Mm-hmm. I don't want to end on a sour note. I want to end on kind of a good note. Um... Yeah, shit. All right. Uh... Okay, I'm going to talk about Snatchers. Did I review that last time? Snatchers? Yeah. What's that? I, I want to say, I'm just going to make sure that I didn't read it.
1: You didn't review it.
0: Just Okay, no, I didn't. No, wait. I didn't. Okay, I'm going to review Snatchers. It's an indie film. <laughs> it's an indie horror movie. Um, it's pretty great. It's about a girl who loses her virginity to this guy, um, and it turns out that he may or may oh, not... Oh, the
1: snatch they're talking about is... Um... But it's not snatching something. They're talking about a girl's snatch.
0: No. Oh. there is there is that intention behind it, but no. no. Um it's basically every teenage girl's nightmare. So she is in high school, her boyfriend comes back from a summer in in Mexico where he's like doing a report on on um history of the history of Mexico. And some of the some of the indigenous people that used to live there. Um and uh, and and he accidentally breaks the knob off a fertility statue. And this gas goes inside of him, and when he comes back, he has sex with her. It's her first time. It's his. It's insinuated it's a plot
1: to something else. It's, in,
0: it's his. It's insinuated that it's his first time as well. And he doesn't wear a condom, and she gets she gets preggers. Oh. She gets preggers. But it's not a normal you can't pregnancy. Get pregnant
1: on your first it's not time. Normal
0: pregnancy. She has a day where she's just going about life and being absolutely normal, and then and then. Twenty-four hours after the inciting incident, she is full on nine months Prego. No, that would like, tear your skin apart. Full on pregs. And um and she is a bit of a social social butterfly. So she's she's got like a, a, a core group of like popular friends that all have their own quirks. But um but her old best friend, who is a bit of a nerd and she's fallen out with, is the person she turns to when she finds out that she's big old preggers. And because she's a science girl, so she's no. like science girl smart, she'll she'll help me. Help me get through this. They go up to a clinic and uh, and the lady does an ultrasound on her belly. She's like, let's have a look and see what's inside of it. What's inside of there? A parasitic monster. So you it's could like summon
1: this up a lot quicker.
0: Little spidery bug monster All right. shoots out of her, and it turns out this spidery bug monster. Basically, what it does is it puts its tail into the spine of one of its victims, and then and then sits on their sits on the back of their head. So that their head flops forward and they've just got this bug monster on the back of their head with the tail and, and that and it controls them. And hilarity ensues. No. Nah. It's not... Well it's, it's, and it turns out that there's another one inside of us. So she, basically every single one of these so the, the, the smoke the guy inhaled created a parasite inside of him and now anyone he has sex with will, uh, will give birth to a male and female insect that will then breed and spread to take over the world. No. Nah. It's an ancient curse. Locked yeah. into the penis statue. Yeah. It's up to our... Uh, so she she eventually goes to a vet, played by Bob Fossil from from the Mighty Bush, which is pretty great. Um, he's a vet in this, and he has this drug that will basically either force labour or kill the terminate the pregnancy. And in a great scene, he's like, she's like, how much did you give me? And he goes, enough that it should be coming out of you right about now. And he, she's like, okay, give me more. And he's like, if I give you more, that would terminate the... Ah, okay, I'll go get more. <laughs> it's a nice little moment. Uh, but she does eventually give birth to the female, so the little oh. ones are male, and then that causes a whole rigour of And mole, and basically it's up to them to stop the end of the world because if the two breed, or if the female gives birth to all the little babies and the world's over. And it's fucking great. It's really funny. It's really peppy. The two leads are great. The girl who's like the popular girl goes from being someone, she's almost like, it's it's a very strange character to begin with because she, she very much focused on being popular. The whole having sex with her boyfriend is because he kind of ignores her. So it's, it's played like a standard high school girl. It's almost one of the mean girls in the background. Hmm. That's the sort of character she plays. She's then, the
1: one who says fetch.
0: Yeah. And then once everything starts kicking off, she's like full on, she goes Ripley at the point where both those bugs are out of her. She goes full Ripley. And she's got like, basically the guy- She's going to kill her babies. Yeah. The guy, when he went on holiday, he came back with like an Incan sword and it is like one of those big bits of wood with like rocks just beat into it. it just, that's her weapon of choice for the rest of the film. Mm. Is pretty great. As, as a weapon against monsters, pretty great. And her friend, the smart girl, takes a defibrillator, you know, like one of the chargeable, portable ones, mm. And then removes the wires and puts on two jumper cables <laughs> for the rest of the film. Whenever it gets on someone to get it off of them, she just fucking shocks the shit out of them. Um, and some really good, really good, really gory gangs in it. And there is a fucking incredible, there's um, an incredible scene in the police station where the two girls have gone to the report to the police that this whole shit's happening. It's going to go crazy. Yeah. They've locked themselves in the evidence room because that's where the police have stolen. Well, basically they walked in on the vet trying to inject them with the stuff that would terminate the pregnancy. Um, it turns out that the police thought that was just like narcotics and they were getting high and all this other shit. So they arrested everyone. Um, and they took the narcotics into evidence. They locked themselves in the ev- evidence room so they can give themselves a thing. And there's one cop who's like played to be like the hero. And he's like, don't worry, I've got this. You go in the evidence room. You, you, you know, you. Get in there with them and they go look after them. And they were like, "Yeah, cool, fine." The bug gets on him, and immediately the first thing the bug does is like picks up a pen, stabs him in his own eye, and then punches himself in the face, and then fucks off it's like, he is useless. I'm done with this. And then he comes back half an hour later. He just puts a bandage on. And he's like, "This fucking sucks, but I've got this." But it's this—it's the fluid motion. Like I—I um—I remember when we talked about Captain Marvel all the way back in the episode last year. I said. I fucking love that Talos kick. You know when they're in the file room mm. and Talos does a lifting knee where it's so powerful, Samuel L. Jackson flies off the air then on the rebound where he's coming down, Talos just flicks his leg up for a good kick. Mm. And it's obviously not Samuel L. Jackson, but Samuel L. Jackson's stun double whacks into one of those filing cabinets and just goes down. Mm. It's that sort of fluid. It's just like, he's looking dead centre the actor, grabs the pen, digital effects obviously to, for the impact, but it looks great. And then the, the punch to the face is so well-timed it's just that's the kind Don't of just have
1: like. a pen in his eye for real <laughs>
0: yeah yeah why not you might I've have only been, you might have days. only had one eye it could have been all done practically yeah. Um, but yeah no a really entertaining film I think it's going to be on Netflix um, soon if not it's on Amazon Video now to buy um, but yeah it's really recommended because it was unexpected I saw it and I thought what a stupid premise this is probably not going to be that entertaining but it was the kind of thing where I was like I've got nothing else to watch I can't watch Joker for the 50th time and jack off about how crazy good it is, so I might as well watch something new. And it's it going to win an Oscar. Just so happened to be an SJW film about women being Mary Suze. How Tues. many DC
1: films have won Oscars now? Uh,
0: Quite a few, isn't it? Aquaman they? got one, didn't it?
1: Yeah, I think so. So does Suicide
0: Squad. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, if it wins over Parasite, there is just, there's no point in those fucking award shows.
1: Really? There's no point in them?
0: <laughs> well, no, I, I mean, like... You've you got figuring that out now. You've got six films and mm. one of those films is Joker, one of the worst films of last year. Mm. And then the other film is a film that is almost perfect. Mm. It is as close to perfect as we're getting from cinema right now. And just
1: like... Still outraged that Serenity got snubbed.
0: Still, like, Snowpiercer didn't get anything and I was like, fine, because Snowpiercer is kind of like, it's a crazy premise and it's not Oscar material. Okja didn't get, didn't get anything and I was like, fine... Of just a net Netflix film they're not recognising Netflix films and then this year you've got a Netflix film The Irishman which is infinitely better than Joker hmm. and it I mean, might Scott go to Joker he'll
1: get his uh, Oscars this year did he get an Oscar last he got one for Wall Street didn't he
0: yeah he's like got multiple
1: Oscars he's got three no, he, he, he never won a Best Director Oscar for did not? Whole thing, yeah it was a whole thing for years everyone was like "He should have won by now and he never did he didn't get one for. But good. I can't remember if he got one for Wolf of Wall Street or not. If that was finally the one that he got it for. The Departed. Departed.
0: One best picture.
1: No, director. Best director. Because sure. I think that's one of those things. It's one of those things that people have always said: big old outrage that he's never won best director. Yeah, I'm
0: just quickly.
1: Because last year didn't fucking the Green Book guy won won best of it. Yeah, the
0: fuck was is that about?
1: Yeah. Not a green book. <laughs>
0: <laughs> now now I found someone more s- racist than me. It's a green book. Italiano pizza. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Italiano pizza pie.
0: Yeah, oh, it's so good.
1: Now I'm not so racist. We can be friends. <laughs>
0: and now I'm not. So- <laughs> we can be friends. I fucking. It sounds like a Morrissey song sung nowadays, anyway. Yeah.
1: We just, it's just opinions. just kind not of
0: fucking count, in they. Um, oh god it's not really bringing them up very clearly oh wow but um no it looks like it looks like he won for the departed
1: he won best picture for the departed I'm saying he's never won he's had a lot of best director well Scorsese yeah well you know he's a he's a virile old man virile virile young man (laughs) it's like a like a lobster he's only getting
0: more powerful with age (laughs) um let's see no no filmmaking style and technique it doesn't actually fucking say um as a, what are you looking uh, at? With nine Academy Award for Best Director nominations, he is the most nominated Living Director and second only to William Wilder's 12 nominations overall. Hmm. Um, the Departed won Scorsese the Academy Award for Best Director. Was it? The Departed? Yeah, and it won the Best Picture Award as well.
1: Yeah. Anyway.
0: You... Oh, God. Right. Like, I would give The Aviator the award over fucking The Departed. Because yeah. the part was a remake as well, wasn't it? Yeah, so... Goodfellas should have won something.
1: Yeah, well... Goodfellas is one of the it's all for you. I think Goodfellas came out in the same year as... Um, something else. Massive.
0: Same program. Tootsie. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, God, no. Goodfellas is, is incredible. Mm. Um, yeah, that didn't
1: win anything either. No. You're just going to stay out your phone now. British Academy Award supposed to be doing reviews you're talking about your freaking insect movie
0: oh actually no it was nominated for six Academy Awards including Best Picture and Best Director Pesci won for Best Supporting Actor good mm. on him yeah
1: good on Pesci Joe Pesci's
0: really fucking
1: good for Home Alone yeah yeah <laughs>
0: going back to My Cousin Vinny <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's the story after Home Alone when he reformed alright um, yeah Snatchers I, I really fucking liked it it's not, it's not Tom Atkins because it's not perfect it's a Bruce Campbell it's schlocky silly fun and it really embraces that. No
1: Tom Atkins for us this week. No Tom Atkins for us this
0: week. I didn't watch anything that was decent. I watched stuff that was great. I didn't watch anything that was perfect or close to perfect. Which is a shame. But I am playing Tokyo Mirage Sessions and spoilers. That's pretty fucking great. So maybe, maybe we'll see how that goes. Yeah. But yeah, Snatchers. Uh, Bruce Campbell. I I really like it. I, I think that a lot of people that listen to this podcast will probably really enjoy it as well. Unless you're one of those people that genuinely... Is like a, I fucking hate SJWs. I hate that bullshit. Mary Sue fucking. Unless you're one of those people, then don't watch it because you won't like it because it's like got anything. females in the league They
1: just want to hate everything.
0: I know they do, and it's fucking stupid. Apart from the Joker, they think Joker's. A gay I still thing. find it funny that Mary Sue is like they they complain when a woman can do stuff when a man can do stuff. What's that? Is that is that Mary, a Mary Sue?
1: Is that a, a Todd Sue? Mary Sue. <laughs> it's Mary Sue. The thing is, is, that none of them understand what the term friggin' means. No. It's an insert character for the main for the person. It's strictly fan fiction. Yep. Like, uh... uh. But then again, J.J. Abrams did make her the most powerful Jedi of all time.
0: How was the rise of Skywalker so bad?
1: Because J.J. Abrams doesn't want you to feel like... He wants you to know that being in lineage and being gifted power and prosperity is good because that's how he got it is it yeah is his it family of all producers and his his kid who's like he's really Man.
0: yeah yeah no i know i've been reading it. He's
1: like, hey kid you need to get your first job don't we? i'll call up marvel and get you writing in spider-man it's actually not bad <laughs> that's the problem that spider-man comic
0: is not bad that's what
1: they used to say about jj J. abrams film look where we are now yeah that's true that's
0: yeah. true Oh, I, I thought it was just I, I was only joking when I said that Super 8 was a total rip off of a total rip off of Cloverfield. Um and you know, he'll I'm sure he'll do more stuff with like different concepts. It was just that, that concept was quite similar. Quite similar to Cloverfield. It's like, nope, that's his career now. That's his
1: career. <laughs> the whole thing is making you remember other films. Yeah.
0: Oh. It, have you read have you read about the Duel of the Fates the
1: stuff that was coming up for yeah but it was Colin Trevorrow who was going to direct it so I don't know how much fate of it actually being good
0: I'd, I'd argue that Jurassic World isn't that bad I like Jurassic of World Henry
1: yeah but that's bad
0: <laughs> I don't mind Jurassic World I don't mind Jurassic World 2 controversially I think Jurassic World 2 is fine
1: it's not Colin Trevorrow was it not no it's a uh, Mexican director can't remember his name but he's got a really good visual eye the guy can friggin make that film is one of the best-looking blockbusters in recent years. Yeah. Up there with frigging Kong Skull Island, which is a beautiful frigging film. Kong Skull
0: Island's a really good movie overall. Yeah. I think that that film didn't get any of the... That that deserves a lot more... A lot more... Um,
1: frigging <sighs> Last Jedi is a beautiful movie.
0: Yeah. But no, I, Kong Skull Island, I was genuinely surprised how much I enjoyed that film because I was expecting it to be on Skull Island and do what they do every time they do a King Kong film and it flips and they're like back in New York by the end of it. No. no. All of it was survival. All of it was giant monsters. All of it was fucking great. Yeah. I especially like the fact that Toby Kimmel was in it. Like, he doesn't really get to play... Toby mu- Kebble. Toby Kebble, yeah. He- yeah, he played Kong. Did he? Yeah, he was Kong. He was Kong as well? Yeah. Oh, he played the... the he. I like the fact that he played the dude that had a backstory. Yeah. He was just writing letters to his kid.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, and his kids at home, and he gets a letter, and goes, "It's a letter from my dad. It's a letter from my dad, my father." Now he's an orphan. I really liked. I really liked
0: John John um, C. Riley in it as well. Yeah, John Goodman was good in it. Um, mm. Samuel L. Jackson was fucking incredible. I really liked. Do you know uh, Samuel L. Jackson's second in command? the go over with grenades, and like he's like don't worry, I've got this. And he goes to take out the, the massive skull crusher thing and he pulls all the grenades and the skull crusher's like, I know what they do. <laughs> Flicks him off into the and yeah. he just explodes. I was like, oh, come on. He's, yeah. It's got a Pillboy in it as well from The Good Place. Yeah. Uh, he plays the, um, he's the dude with the, he's the dude who hangs out with the grenade guy. The yeah. one who's like, how the fuck can you eat right now? And he's like, got to eat. <laughs> oh, that's a really good film. I wonder, I wonder if that's on 4K Blu-ray.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's worth buying, actually. Yeah. Yeah. I'll look for it next week when I'm in Guildford. Yeah. Anyway, you're done. Yes, I am. Right. I've been playing Slay the Spire. Oh, sorry. Ooh! Thank, you. Thank, you. Thank you. Slay the Spire. If I, This would be a very strong contender for my game of last year if I'd played it last year. Because um, I don't play the games at the right time. I still stand by Cyanora Wild Hearts being the most fantastic thing I played last year. Yeah. But Stay the Part Spire is a roguelike game. I love me roguelikes. You do love your roguelikes. It's a roguelike card game, RPG combat, using cards to play your moves and all this stuff. Wait, wait, it's an RPG combat card game, using cards? Yeah. Turn-based <laughs> combat, you have a hand of cards, cards have skills and stuff. You start off with just a basic set of, like, attack and defend and maybe one special skill. And every time you finish a level, you get to pull a new card and the cards that you pull for your character, there's three different characters and they've all got completely different decks. about 75 cards in each deck. Yeah. And the cards you pull will allow you to spec in different ways and stuff. So, like, with the point, there's a character who's called the Silent who's basically a rogue. Wears um, a bra and pants and... Probably, it's a girl and yeah? a skull mask. um And with that character, you can gear towards basically throwing a shitload of knives. Like, you get shivs and you can just fire them off. Yeah. Um. You have, like, three energy per turn, and cards take one, two, three amounts of energy to use. Some cards take more, so you'll need to do special things to manipulate it so you have enough energy to do them. But there's all sorts of ways you can basically fuck with the way cards work in the game. It, it is very much built to let you just, like, exploit the ability to stack the powers on the cards. Yeah. There's no attempt to, like... If you pick a certain card from the as one of bonuses, the game's not going to say, "Okay, you can't have any more of those. It will happily offer them up again later, so sometimes you can get into a situation like I did because I'd managed to finish a run last night where by the end of it, I was poisoning enemies a lot. I had an noxious gas that would poison them every turn, so they were building up poison, and then I had two cards that when upgraded, would triple the amount of poison they had, yeah, so you could I could get them just with the cards I had have them have about 30-odd points of poison on them. And then I chuck a triple down on it, and then I chuck another triple down on it, and suddenly they're like, the amount of poison they've got on them is like a 100 and some odd on a boss. So like two turns and they poison them to death. Yeah. And it's like, it lets you stack that shit up.
0: So when it comes to cards, if you get one card, you can get that card multiple times in your deck. The power-ups, yeah. So you don't need to have like five to get it five times, you can just randomly get it five times.
1: It'll just, because you get a choice of cards whenever you finish, like usually three cards. Yeah. And it'll be random what ones will come up. But I do think the game kind of... If you start picking, say, rage cards with the warrior character, yeah. it will start gearing towards rage ones a little more. Because like, you've taken that path, so it starts guiding you a little bit down that way to spec your cards towards that. But you can still mess around with it and come up with unique combinations. Um But yeah, the the way... Well, it'll just happily let you exploit the systems and... Like, go out of your way to become ridiculously overpowered if you're lucky. Or you could have a bunch of bad runs and it all goes horribly wrong because it's a roguelike. That's what happens in these games. Um, and there's, like, the main thing has, like, three acts of opponents to get through. You have, a i think it's, like, 15, 10, 15 stages on each act. And there'll be regular bad guys. You'll have mystery events where certain things can happen. Like, you might meet someone who offers you something, but there's a curse to it and all this sort of thing. Yeah. The way it handles curses and negative effects is, like... Say like slime monsters, if they attack you, it'll put two slime cards in your deck, and if you pull them, they co- you can't do anything with them, and they'll stay in your deck and basically take up space in your hand. So if they keep attacking you, you'll end up with tons of these slime cards getting in the way of you being able to do moves. But you can get rid of them. You can exhaust cards, which basically permanently removes them from the game. But it'll cost you one of your energy points and stuff. So there's all sorts of stuff like that. Like, curse cards tend to have an effect where, like, if they're in your hand at the end of a turn, they will have a negative effect on you. So they don't just take up space, but they can affect you if you keep them in your hand. So you might want to have cards in your deck that let you remove cards, that you discard them. So it's really, like, really nicely balanced. It never feels like, you know, some roguelike games can feel a bit unfair and a bit nasty, and sometimes it'll just throw a brick wall at you. This actually feels like a genuine progression. Yeah. <clears throat> and when you get to the third act, it kind of it needs you to have figured out a build by that point. If you've kind of just gone a bit all over the place and just picked what cards you think sound cool, you're probably going to get slaughtered when you get to the third act because that's when it throws in the enemies that have... Like, you have to have tactics to beat them. Like, you get, like, slime monsters, these three slime monsters, and when you kill one in two turns, it will revive if other slime monsters are alive. Yeah. So you have to kill them all in two turns. So it gets pretty tricky. Just quickly,
0: before we continue the podcast, I can get... I can get Argo and Kong Skull Island when when separate. They're twenty three euros from France, but there's a promotion on French Amazon right now where if I get both together, I get them for fifteen pounds delivered to the UK. Pretty good.
1: Euros, I Yes, for euros. Well,
0: no, it's it, that's it, <coughs> so euros. It's sixteen seventy five, <laughs> but it's got a promotion, so I get a tenner off, and then it's only fourteen pounds seventy. In- oh,
1: it's up to you, man. Should I get it?
0: But anyway, um I mean I'm gonna watch it at least twenty times. I've yeah. never, I've, I I've
1: I have watched Zargo, actually. Is
0: Zargo a good film?
1: Yeah. yeah anyway. Say the spire. Talking about good games. Um I bought it. Kong
0: Skull Island is on its way.
1: Conk, Konk Skull pound. is Land.
0: Fifteen pounds. I'm not gonna get that any cheaper. Like it's what is it? <laughs>
1: Seven
0: pounds fifty each for those ones. That's <laughs> yeah, fine. You done? <clears throat> yeah, I'm done. Yeah, sorry so let's let's Did you play on? did you play on Xbox
1: One X yeah it's still on Game Pass yes. yeah you, but, um, I mean I've it's seen like it on, 20 quid on most things I think. I've think i seen it on Switch yeah it's about yeah. 20 quid it'd be a good handheld game although a run takes about <coughs> half an hour or so but you can save them any time
0: yeah and also sleep mode just yeah. in sleep mode I, um, I because I've been playing Wargroove on the Xbox One X and I fucking I couldn't get used to it and um, there's something about playing that game with a controller that's just a controller on a screen like that feels mm. a bit weird Um, I've tried it on the PC with a mouse and it's a lot better but you know I split the difference because I played it for free on Game Pass on TV and then played it for free on Game Pass on PC so I split the difference and I was like I've got a voucher for Amazon I for 20 quid put it on Switch for 20 quid screen.
1: yeah no. I've
0: got a disc <coughs> uh, not disc a cartridge copy turning up because oh. I, I got that and I got Moonlighter because again Moonlighter's a game I played for free and I really mm. liked it and I'd like to play for it mm. again
1: yeah right yeah, okay.
0: I, got, I got both £35 on Amazon UK using a voucher. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I, they were free, but I used the voucher to pay for them. Yeah. yeah. Work, you know. Just
1: try going to work.
0: I do go to work. That's how I get the vouchers. Mm. Yeah. I'm going to try yeah. and get a free toothbrush
1: tomorrow. of the Spy is great. I was yeah. trying to talk about that.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, what I is the end game
1: to it, though? Because I know that, like... Oh, I... there's, there's a mystery going on. Because I like... beat the thing and there's a big old beating heart and you attack it yeah. and it does amount of damage based on how many points you got through that run mm. and then your character passes out and it's like Ugh. and then you see this sigil come up after the credits that shows like three separate sigils for the three different characters you have and your one's lit up Yeah. so I think there's a whole thing where you're going to have to play through with each character to actually see the end game stuff yeah. but it's a roguelike. like you're meant to just keep replaying things it's not a yeah Ooh, yeah way. it's there's an ascension mode as well where um, you unlock after you've beaten it once where Basically, it will chuck more elite enemies in there, mm. and it gradually gets tougher and tougher. But there's achievement for like getting to ascension level twenty, yeah. and hardly anyone's got it. It's like got naught point something percent huh. people have managed it. I and find it's not that, that much higher percentage you've done the ten times. I
0: genuinely don't think people play <laughs> games anymore, like to the completion, because I completed minute and like it had because that game only took me an hour to complete.
1: Minute's only a tiny game.
0: Yeah, it's only a tiny game, but like only minute. Only twenty
1: four percent of people completed it. Yeah, because they can't be asked. Really, I don't think a lot of people would have just started it and play it for five minutes and not bothered again. Really, I immediately. It's on Game Pass as well, wasn't it? Yeah, I yeah, was yeah, immediately. So a lot of people it. games on Game Pass. People download, play for two minutes, and oh really? Uh, that's yeah. a bit disappointing
0: because whenever I put whenever I download a game on Game Pass, I genuinely try to complete it. Like
1: well, that's you being a weirdo. You're supposed to throw games away now, throw them in the trash.
0: I can't believe so few people completed though. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Anyway, dokey Doki panic.
1: Why are you? Just... <laughs> Me a penis <laughs> I'm going to play more Slay the Spy I've probably clocked up about 12-15 hours on it already oh really yeah I played literally the other day I literally probably got about 8 hours the other day I've already got 7 it. hours
0: on Tokyo yeah. Moro sessions which for me is pretty
1: <laughs> it's, it's, it's all you do is play games most of my free time no I don't it stopped me playing Dragon Ball Z Kakarot I haven't touched <laughs> it since I downloaded Slay the Spy <laughs> so yeah I might actually buy a copy of the game on um, get Xbox because I'll have the because they might remove it from Game Pass eventually but, um, I mean like I've been thinking discount, about right? getting it on Switch. Hmm. I'm
0: I i want to I play a handheld tap the I'm screen. One of those people that I want if hmm. I'm gonna get it, I'm gonna get like a disc copy, like a, a cartridge copy.
1: Yeah. But it's really it's really good. I I, I highly recommend Slay the Spy. Yeah.
0: What well, so you do I based on your recommendation.
1: Right. Bye everyone.
0: Jesus games are expensive in France. Um, yeah, so everyone, that was that was it. That's the end of the episode. Yeah. You can go home now. Sorry about the beginning. yeah um, and if they want to get in contact
1: with you... Do you want to endorse any more rapists?
0: No, because I feel bad that we just immediately like labelled him Jackson. a thing. Like, the problem is that Kobe Bryant, as I said before the rapist... Yeah, he's thinking, probably
1: fine. He's all, you know, He stuff.
0: He did a lot for the community. I yeah. think that... I don't know what happened with that case. He might have gone to prison. He might have served his time. He might have, like, been innocent. I don't know. So I'm not going to immediately, like, label him a rapist. All I'm going to say... Is that life is incredibly complicated. And just you know, try not to hurt people and try not to be a turf or a trans <laughs> And they can find you at LV fifty four Space Monkey on Twitter. That's L V fifty four Space Monkey on Twitter. They can find you your mellow gaming still on YouTube. Yeah. Still the most popular mellow gaming channel going. Uh, yeah, sure, How many listeners have you got viewers? Listeners, not nine hundred
1: I don't care. 900? I don't care.
0: Are you going up or down?
1: That's—I mean—I don't really post much on right now. I'm oh. Busy. Oh,
0: well, that's—that's that's a thing. That's happened. Mm. Um, I'm at Crit Apocalypse on Twitter and YouTube. There's not much of me on YouTube. Why you mention it? Uh, there's some stuff. Why waste all this? Some time? stuff. There's mostly just my uh, my unwritten, my unwritten erotic metaphors.
1: Mm. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Like honey down a duck's song. <laughs> no one's
1: listening to this
0: part. <laughs> Bye, everyone. See you in two weeks. Bye. Uh, Trump is being impeached, so fingers no, crossed. Not. No, he's not. I
1: hope he is. It's not going to happen.
0: They've stopped all evidence. You don't stop evidence if he's innocent, do you? And it, all his like, supporters...
1: Yeah, like, but all the people voting on it are Republicans. No,
0: no, it's fucking ridiculous. Yeah, so it's do not Do you happen. think any of them will grow a conscience? No. No, because they're all
1: spineless snake. They're all spineless
0: scumbags. Yeah. Fucking wimps. Bye. America, you're fucked. Bye. Bye.